Blog Talk Radio. This is another great episode of the film review. We are the husband and wife team. We are the husband and wife team. We are the husband and wife team. Stay tuned. We're the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. And this is the film review. Stay tuned. We got a lot to talk about. We are the husband and wife team that review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. This is the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. We're the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. Sunday at 5.30 on Crazon Dion page on Facebook. Live stream. The film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. This is the film review. What's going on, people? This is another great installment of the film review. And do we have a great show for you today? First of all, let's, let us give you the call-in line so that you will know how to call in and talk to us and connect with us. The call-in line, you'll see it backwards to you, but it is 213-943-3358, 3358 we, we have seen some strange situations happen this week, uh, including Operation Varsity Blues, the uh, recruiting scandal. Uh, we saw Earl Spence take it to uh, Mikey Garcia. And, uh, of course, we've got uh, different films that we're going to be reviewing today. So what's happening? So how's your week been since we've been on? It's been great, and I can't. I'm excited about this one film because it's definitely something that every yes, it's gonna be a classic. It's a classic. It's a like great films. I've seen good films, but it's been a while since I've seen a great film, and this is a great film. Oh wow! Look at this! Look at this! I mean, look at this! Look at we we're we're doing. Uh, live talk, and here we are live replaying right now. Boy, this is not what we were expecting to hear. So hold up for one second. Yeah, so let me turn this down real quick. So listen, we are on broadcasting live on Facebook as well as Blog Talk Radio, so you can call in and talk with us at 213-943-3358 as we get into the different topics, right? So uh, I'm going to be doing some uh, populating real quick to let people know that we're on. And um, let's just say that this uh, particular show is going to be jam-packed. Let me put in what I'm going to say here, and then uh, we're going to get to it. But, yeah, but There's been a lot going on this week. It's been a very busy week. And the news just... Sad, you know. Just, you know, it's just been a combination of just been uh, a lot going on this week. Yeah, the massacre at the mosque yeah. in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I mean, to see that come yeah. across the television set, it's one yeah. thing. It was like the Call of Duty effect, as uh, as we're calling it here. It's a uh, right. And our condolences to Dale. And her family, her husband passed. So our love and prayers go out to them. Right. And then um, 
then we have to say happy birthday to one of our yep. excellent birthday, actors, Algie Jenkins. Yep. You know, she's one of our excellent actors on Yeah, on uh the Black Ice Chronicles. You can see her in various episodes of the Black Ice Chronicles. Let's see, the film review is on this one one of the films that we'll be discussing, you will be surprised to find out who directed this film. That's right, that's right. You know, we're gonna take it easy and take it slow as I begin to uh Populate to let the people know that we're on so people can tune in, give it a few seconds before we get started, you know. But we're glad that you're with us right now, you know, as we start the film review, uh, as we go through. So let's see. Let's see what we want to start with here. Did you see Earl Spence and Mikey Garcia? You know, it, it's funny about uh, some of us who are in boxing. I'm speaking of uh, black people that are in boxing. We are so fast, some of us, to root against ourselves. And that was one thing that uh, Earl Spence, after his victory, 12-round victory over Mikey Garcia said, he said that the Mexican uh, ethnic group, as he called it, they automatically root for their person. It's not like they don't become fans of those who uh, beat their own, but they initially root for those who are... um, like themselves, and he said that he found that strange. He he uh, was a little bit perturbed at uh, uh, Leonard and uh, Mike Tyson. Who hey Rose, uh, hey Rose, thanks for checking in, uh, chiming in. Um, he was a little bit perturbed at those those names that I mentioned, not rooting initially for him to win. He says when he watches a fight. He'll say if it's uh, with a, hey, uh, with a uh, different um, ethnic group, Mm -hmm. he's going to root for the black fighter. Mm -hmm. He's just going to root for, uh, he's going to root for uh, Crawford. He's going to root for any of the others, right, that that are black because that's what you should do. And it's the strangest thing that, you know, some of us choose to automatically go with the other fighter instead of sticking with your own, and and that that's a problem. I don't know if it has to do with the competitive spirit and the uh, being in the gym and fighting your own at first before you begin to get the top dollar and expand up and out and get out into fighting other ethnic groups. But it seems that all the time it appears that certain ones who you would think would root for the black fighter because they're black themselves, they just don't. And it's the weirdest thing. Like with uh, McGregor, is that his name? Conor yeah, McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, and, um, and we, you know, oh, the strip was just like crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. There so many, um, it was really nice to see. All of the people from Ireland, they, uh, most of them, not most of them, 
but a, a great amount of them flew in to Vegas because the, the uh, strip was just filled. I don't know. I they don't came know how to support. I was great that they supported him. We're talking about uh, uh, Conor McGregor. You mean. Yeah, we're talking about how um, different groups support their fighters. So it was great right. how they all came together and they supported him. Or like when you see like um like the English fighters, right? And then you hear all of the different English people fly in. And those that are here in the States, you know, they chant and they and support right. their flyer, fighters. Right. So I know Earl Spence would have been um, the American fighters. I mean, American fans were all rooting for him. So other countries support their fighters, but the Americans don't support their fighters the way they should. It is weird. Yeah, but he was speaking on ethnic pride, right? right. Take a drink of water. And there's nothing wrong with having ethnic pride. You know, over here in this country, they would call it race pride. I guess there's nothing wrong with having race pride as long as it doesn't extend on. But so he was speaking on that, and I have to agree that, you know, when I look at it, if it's a fighter and they're coming from another country, I'm going to root for the black fighter. I'm going to root for the American fighter. But if you're going to be uh, you're black and then you automatically go for it. I remember when McGregor was, uh, when uh, Floyd was fighting McGregor, and I remember that people were like, oh, McGregor's going to beat him. These are black people talking to me. I'm like, do you know the boxing game? And do you know the difference between the striking and, and uh, UFC and the, and the punching uh, power that comes within boxing, why would you say that McGregor could beat Floyd? You know, and and so I questioned people's boxing uh, knowledge right there. That that was one thing. I said, and anyway, I'm going with the black fighter anyway. So we were down on the strip, and the the Irish people that came that flew in, and I think there were a lot of just white folks that, you know, you had the flag, but weren't necessarily Irish. They were just joining in. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is Black, uh, Happy Black Day. You know, some people call it St. Patty's Day, but I say mm-hmm. Happy Black Day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some people just join in on those things and uh, don't have pride in their own. So it was funny because. The Irish people were down on the strip. I don't know if all of them were Irish from Ireland or had flown in from England or Ireland. Some of them were probably faking the funk, you know, just wanting to see Floyd lose, right? They build them up, and Floyd always knocked them down. But anyway, they were doing rowdy things. Like, we were in the MGM, and and, uh, we saw one Irish person get in on the display ring, you know, that they had right there in the middle of it right now. Had that been... Somebody, but they would have pulled them. Security would have pulled them down, cuffed them. But they have an understanding when they were rowdy. I mean, they were on the strip and they were doing those Irish chants and whatever they were singing. They were doing those Irish chants, right? Probably like what's going on right now uh, on the strip right now. Like they 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 were drunk and just disorderly. But it seems like nothing happened because. Uh, uh, Coppo Flannery. What did they fight? They were fighting. Coppo Flannery was on the case. Yeah, yeah you know, so it's probably something that's not going to happen. 
uh, similar in sports, similar in Hollywood, Tracy, and see the Americans are not getting jobs because European casting directors and producers that are working in Hollywood now, and they, of course, cast or hire European actors. Hollywood racism is big now. Even Americans voice it. Yeah. Lost uh, yeah. Americans' voice is lost there. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Rose. Yeah. That's why it's best for people to do independent things, yeah. you know, and be independent and not necessarily uh, work on Hollywood. So now, here's the kicker: we went to the theater and we reported on the um, on the fight with the Bronx bomber okay. against uh, what's his name from England. Uh, is it Tyler or uh, uh, what is his Tyson? Name? Tyson, that's right. Tyson Fury, yeah. uh, the Bronx bomber, Deontay Wilder, right. right? Now, here's the strangest thing, and this is the weirdest thing. I have to say, mm-hmm. now, when I say European-Americans, I say European-Americans instead of saying Caucasian mm-hmm. or white. I say European-Americans because what you find is, the, the the white folks that came over originally were from Europe. They already saw people here. It was already a civilization running here already. They already saw people here. That's one thing. Two, they were European. So when I say European-American, that's what I'm speaking on. And then everyone else who came over, they said, long as you had property, we will give you land free. This is true. You can you don't have to go to the library and get books on it. You can just Google it and find it to be true. So the property that they had, the more property you had, the larger pieces of land that were given to you for free. So the property that was handed out was black bodies during slavery. So every time a different ethnic group came over, if they had to uh, the ability to buy property, mm-hmm. then they would have land because America needed land, needed the agriculture to go so they could grow tobacco, cotton, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera, lima bean, do, 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 do. You just go through the whole thing, right? So uh, that, that's what it is. So now, unpatriotic situation about this. I don't believe that most European-Americans are really that patriotic. Wanna know why? Just, just an example, and I'm sure that this happens all the time. If it is a black fighter, that's why there is no more HBO boxing, because I swear every time there was a black fighter against a European fighter or a fighter from any other country, I swear that, in my opinion, Jim Lampley would be rooting for the great white hope. Okay. And, okay, right. So I'll leave that right there. Let that sit right there. Pin that right there. He would be hoping for the great white hope. And they're commentating. You would sit there like the like the fight between Mayweather and even though that was on show, that was a cross between Showtime and HBO. The commentating of what they were saying about the fight, we were actually in the arena uh, at the time, and we were watching the fight. And the audience in the arena had a total different opinion than what the announcers on television were saying. The announcers on television made it seem like McGregor was doing something. 
And everybody in the arena, everyone in the arena was like, quit hitting them on the back of the head. Why isn't the ref calling those rabbit punches, right? All right. So now, so like I said, we went to the theater to see uh, Deontay Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury, right? The woman, they, they, they played the national anthem. So there was a woman sitting in front of us, a white couple, and they were sitting in front of us. She stood up for the national anthem. Oh, can't use it. okay, right? She stood up for that. But when the fight started, she was rooting for the Englishman. Deontay Wilder is the American. How come you're not patriotic enough to want to root for the fighter? Because it goes then, in my opinion, into some kind of ethnocentricity type thing where they don't want to see the black person win, which is then it goes, you, you forget your patriotism when it's a black man that's an American fighting, and you automatically go with the other fighter because he has the same skin. Well, that's what happened with uh, Muhammad Ali, right? They were always against him and for the fighters who. Yes, but it was more. It was more like it was uh, Joe Lewis. Remember, Joe Lewis is a perfect example of that Mm -hmm. because even though he, we we're in war, we're in war, getting ready to go to war with Germany. In war, not uh, in hostile, and he is used and put up in propaganda to say that this guy is fighting to beat Germany in the ring. He beats Max Smelling, but Coca-Cola in America decides to use Max Smelling as the face of Coca-Cola. Meanwhile, uh. Meanwhile, Joe Lewis was in straits with the uh, was in hawk to the IRS and was looking to you he know was the American fighter, right? He was the American fighter, but right. they left him out and did not do and anything. And that was an American company. American company. They went with the, with the Germans. Right. After the war, you know, they say well, after the war is over, we were doing that, but they went with him instead right. of going with the American fighter. So we need we need our we need our uh European Americans that are here to become more patriotic. When there is a fighter that is an American fighter and he doesn't look like you but he is representing America, become more patriotic. Become more patriotic and root for the fight. Not only stand for the national anthem but then stand for the American fighter that is fighting for America. So that's to be said. And then the situation with Earl Spence and uh, his uh, thought on, you know, uh, ethnic solidarity, yes, there should be. You know, uh, when you're fighting the uh, another ethnic group, there should be ethnic solidarity. Let me type this up. We... He was on uh, the Breakfast Club being interviewed, and I think he was also on a Sway show being interviewed, and he seems to have a really, really uh, a great personality. He has a great personality, and he is conscious person. And I think that right there is 
a problem for those who would want someone to just come in and just be someone who doesn't care about voicing information. He just finished telling De La Hoya that De La Hoya doesn't treat his black fighters right, right? So that is a person that is a person to root for automatically. That is a person to root for. I'm, uh, you know, so I'm impressed with Earl Spence. So he went 12 rounds, mm-hmm. but he put on a boxing clinic. They talked about how old boy had better footwork than him. Yep. Earl says, agree, European-Americans are not that patriotic. I hear you. Hey, what's going on, Shanine? Yep. Hey, Thank for checking in okay. with us. Hey, Shanine. And then it says, see more. Um Let's go agree. From my television experience, I started a French speaking program uh, interviewing French native people, people, now residents in Las Vegas, and I did eight episodic interviews. And then I had to refrain. Yeah, when I saw how they wanted to plant another France France in Las Las Vegas. Vegas. Be more French patriotic. More French patriot. Defending their French, their French identity in the U.S. Starting, starting manifesting their French voice in the street. That, that wasn't, wasn't my goal. goal. Right. So we, hey, what's going on, Shani? Yeah, yeah bro. So, so yeah. we have to see that, you know, in yeah. the bigger scheme of things, yeah. The the whole situation with what's going on, we have to really begin to um, talk and tell the truth that patriotism is what America needs, and, and, and black people have fought in every war since the very beginning. Uh, people who were... AVOS have fought in every war since the very beginning, starting with Christmas Attic. There are no more patriotic people. So we need our who to come here and be the ones who are here, who are born here in generations, patriotic to the fighters, patriotic to their country and not be willing to trade off to another country. Because believe me, if you go to that other country, it's not going to be better than your country. That's for sure. You know, so everyone wants to come over to America, right, because America is the land of milk and honey. And when they get here, they start to find out that, hmm, uh, there are some things that are amiss, but it's better to be here than any place on the planet. You know, right now, still America is a great country. So like we talked about last week, black people – even though we talk about the ills of America, we are the ultimate patriots, the ultimate, the ultimate patriots because we want to see America be better, better and stand up to its creed, right. right? And so that's what we want. So when you see us, we don't trade off. We don't do things. We don't drop bombs on things. We don't blow up Oklahoma federal buildings. We don't do mass shootings and killing up people because we uh, uh, don't believe in this. We don't put militias together to fight the government. I had a 
uh, interesting discussion uh, over during the week about um, uh, militia, and we were discussing and we were talking about guns, and I was like, you know, once the ammo runs out, it's over. You're done. It's a wrap once the ammo is out. You can have as many guns as you want, and, you know, you can't carry all the guns with you to fight. You're not, you're not Rambo. Rambo is a fictitious movie. It's not real, right? Once his ammo ran out against all the cops, it would have been no way that he would have got away. People weren't that great because if they were that great in Vietnam, mm-hmm. the Vietnamese wouldn't have won. They wouldn't have had that been a truce, right? The American people wouldn't have been chased out in Hanoi in the end, right? If it was as good, if they were as good as Rambo was, they would have been able to set traps and get the Vietcom, but they they weren't. So this is this is the truth of it. So once you once the ammo runs out, it's over, right? And on top of that, if you have a compound that you built, mm-hmm. and you said you're going to be able to withstand this army coming in, mm-hmm. all the people would have to do is drop bombs. All America would have to do is just drop a bomb on you. Or if you come outside, there's a drone with so many uh, feet in the air, and they shoot and blow you up. Boom, you're gone. It's over. It's done. It's, it's, it's nothing that you can do with that, right? I mean, just using common sense, right? So, and then the people survivalists and talking about bunkers and having bunkers that they have stocked with food and talking about in case there's a, 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 a atomic bomb, not atomic bomb, but nuclear bomb explosion, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know, the the particles get into the air and they uh, get into the air and what happens is the nuclear particles get into your lungs and cause your lungs to shut down on you, right? Mm-hmm. It causes lung failure. That's really the cause of death, the radiation, right? It causes lung failure, boom, because the particles get into you, right? Once your air supply is cut off in your bunker, it's over. And continuous air has to escape somewhere, so something has to come back in. So it's all... And eventually they'll run out of food, right? Eventually they'll run out of food. And so all of this is just... uh, ridiculous thought process, really, right? And so that's what the uh, situation is. It's a real ridiculous thought process, right? So that's what we talk about, uh, patriotism and all that. Now, speaking of another situation where patriotism was really lax and really not there was the Operation Varsity Blues. Now, oh, for those who, for, yeah. yeah, for those who don't know or don't understand, rich people paid this guy to uh, do two things: to get their kids into school through uh, the A, A, the SAT, mm-hmm. and what's the other one called? ACT. ACT test, and they had them take the test or they right. have someone else take the test for them. Right. But either way, the tests were corrected right. so it looked like the kid had a high IQ right. to get into these schools. Right. Or they paid off varsity coaches to right. bring these kids in right. for uh, water, water polo, polo or, 
for for rowing, right. for volleyball, right. and they and they even had superimposed pictures where they right. put the face of the person in mm-hmm. on a real athlete. And what would happen is once the kids got there, they would feign or fake an injury, mm-hmm. and then thus and so they would still stay in school, but they were supposed to be recuperating over this injury, right? This is a perfect example of why affirmative action should never be questioned. Well, that was, I mean, that is affirmative action. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's go through this real quick. In the beginning, 1619 and all the way forward, there was always the good old boys club. The good old boys club excluded. It was called segregation, Jim Crow after slavery. But they always excluded black bodies from getting into these institutions. So affirmative action was created to combat the affirmative action of the good old boys club, right? Right. So the good old boys club had this affirmative action on this, the ultimate affirmative action for those who are not necessarily um, qualified to actually be in this situation, but what they do is they there's there's a term in film and there's a term in literature called projection, where a person, an entity, will project onto another person or entity what is actually happening, happening and what is actually happening within them, right? To put that person down, it's called projection. So what they were doing because they know that they Many of them would push their kids along, uh, i.e. George Bush, too. They would push their kids along, my opinion. But they would push their kids along and push them through because they had connections. They would push them through and try to exclude, you know, black people from going to the colleges who were actually qualified to do so. So that's why affirmative action came in, to get the most qualified through while uh, eliminating those who would possibly get the good old boys club. That's basically what it is, you know, the cut to the nutshell. Now, you have not only people who play the good old boys club, but now people who are rich, who are new money. This is a battle. This is a thought process of old, what they call old money, people who made money through slave trade, cotton, tobacco, boom, 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 and new money who may make it through acting, through through new industries, and they want to push, put their kids in, so they use their money through this scheme to do that. This is the perfect example why. Shanine says, a parent of a child who didn't get into their school of choice because, right, Aunt Becky and friends lying. Um, let's see, line, yep, it's going for 500 billion. Right, 500 billion, right. You see, so this is why affirmative action should never be uh, questioned ever again because, you see, black people are not trying to get something that's not rightfully there. They say we get the grades, we get this, but somehow we're excluded. Right. But the reason why we're excluded, now we know that not only is it the good old boys club that right. only wanted to see themselves right. and people well, who look like them, but right. also now the new money right. that is 
finding ways to scheme to get people into college. So this is why affirmative action is even more needed than ever for black students to have a fair chance. What did you say? She said she won't get that much, but I hope she gets something. You know, I mean, it's just it's just uh, crazy. What did uh, what did she say? Not only European Americans, but people from other parts of the world as well are not American patriotic. Yeah, looks like they are. Looks like they come here individually or on small family group. Yeah, then once they congregate, they, they turn against the government. Yeah, my fear is that now they are being voted on the Congress. Yeah, that's yeah. And the, and the anti-American voices are being in Congress. Congress. That's true. Yep. So, Rose, so, so let, let's go. Name. So let's go through this here. So let's look, let's take Rose's premise for a minute. Right. You got the anti-government, which I would call the Tea Party. Okay. In my opinion. You got the anti-government voices coming from those who, in my opinion, are bigots, racist, white supremacists, boom, boom, boom. Right. You know, all came up during the time of President Obama, right? Right. Then you have the anti-patriotic voices of immigrants coming into the country who are... um, Trump is very anti Right. And then you have people who wear shirts to say, I would rather be Russian than mm-hmm. Democrat. This is funny. We we talked about this before. We were it was a it was a windstorm that came up last summer mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. And we were at the beauty supply spot. You know, we won't say which one, but it's a popular one. It's all over. You you have it in your city, I'm sure. And a woman came in and she was speaking Perfect English. She was beating the wind, and she was coming to buy something. But then she got on the phone. She was now. Let me say again. She was speaking perfect English, and what I mean by that is not proper. But she was speaking with the 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 necessary slang, right? You know what I mean. And slang is not uh, what I'm talking about ebonics, but just the natural slang. American talking American everyday the way we speak. Right, the the universal speak of all of us here, right? But she got on the phone and then she started speaking Russian. And I looked at my wife. I said, "This woman could be an agent," and we not know it. See what I'm saying? Because they just uh, convicted and uh, uh, and found that woman guilty who was a Russian agent, and she was up there shooting guns and wearing her cowboy hat. And they thought that this was like that document, the, the show on TV called The Americans. So you see, when people aren't willing to love the people who made it possible for America, free of charge, right? But you have to come and you have to pay the people now for the work that they put in, right? right? When you you, uh, have a group of people and you don't treat them correct, that helped to build the country who are building the shape to keep the country going. Yep. You would rather trade off or have people who look like you come in who may not have America's best interests at heart. And what do they leave the people who were whipped into shape? Where does that leave them? Yeah. Let me tell you, you're you're listening to you're watching the film review. Mm-hmm. 
Call in 213-943-3358, 213-943-3358. We'll put you over the air or or just right right here, and then we'll uh, take your comments and uh, uh, and respond to you right here on uh, right here. Now look, so that's that's what these two things show you. What Earl Spence was talking about, what we talked about about. Deontay Wilder, the Tyson Fury fight, and now this Operation Varsity Blues. This is non-patriotic stuff that's going on. Because in America, if you work hard and you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, that you're able to advance. But you find now that everything is corrupt. Just like Ice Cube's new album title called Everything is Corrupt, and he talked about things being corrupt, right? So it's like a foreshadowing. If you haven't heard Ice Cube's Everything's Corrupt, make sure you go to title and listen to it. You know what I'm saying? So he gets his uh, charges. Okay. So it's been busy. So, you know, Jesse Smollett, right, as we go wrap it around. Yeah, we have to talk about Uh, it because he pleaded not guilty, right? And this is pleading not guilty in this mm -hmm. world that we see of Manafort. Right, he pleads not guilty in this world of Manafort, where Manafort only got seven years for again not being a patriot for America. And he'll get out of good behavior. Yeah, he won't even do the seven years. You know, and they didn't do it concurrent. They didn't do it consecutively. They did it concurrently, so it ran. No, no, no. They did it concurrently, so it runs right behind each other. Right, but these are such low numbers. He was possibly to have 40 years. Oh, you know he was. And he only got seven, right? Seven times seven is 49. Seven times six is 42. He didn't even get, he didn't even get half. No. Well, you know he wasn't going to do anything. Right? So, listen, in this, so should our people who are up on, uh, on, on count, it has to do with something that is not detrimental to the United States of America. Should they go? Then he said she's team justice. Right? Should they go to prison? Now now let me say this. Let me let me get this here. I'm I'm using this because you know, not necessarily would Jesse have been necessarily talking about skin can because he was talking about LGBTQ and not can he said he was fighting so LGBTQ could fight back. He wasn't saying so that black people could fight back. You know what I mean? He was talking about LGBTQ. So in that aspect, you know what I'm saying, he's for LGBTQI, but we're looking at it, I look at him, even though he might not look at it as scan can, and look at it and say, look, how are you going to let this man only have seven years and now they're going to bring more charges. So let's say that they bring charges in New York, right? And they're going to indict him, and then they're going to put so many counts on him and grand jury, all that, so many counts. And then he only get oh, so many more years in New York. All Trump is going to do is pardon him. Do people see what's really going on? Everybody is talking about Mahler or Mueller, whichever his name, however his name is pronounced, Mahler or Mueller, 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 Mueller. He hasn't found any any collusion with the Russians yet. 
right, mm-hmm. from what they've been doing. And I don't think they're going to find any. You know, not that the people are going to admit. Right. You know what I'm saying? If they're doing all this investigation and they haven't found it yet, I don't think they're going to find it. Right. Which well. means that, you know, for all the people who thought going to be out of there in the mm-hmm. first two years, so I, I said that was a fact. Well, he'll be back in office again. And, and, I, and I said, you know, this man is fighting for his name. Right? And people who don't understand business and understand brands and understand names, name is everything, right? Yeah. But the Catholic priest who admits he isn't getting arrested. You see, they, they deal with their own yeah. within their own system, right. as black people should deal with their own in their own system. Right. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, R. Speaking of R. Uh, oh gosh, R. Kelly, R. Kelly. R. Kelly's lawyer who R. said Kelly. that he was he was guilty of sin. His lawyer came out. His former lawyer who got him off. He oh, said says that he was taking shots or taking pills or whatever to mm-hmm. take down his libido, and he's not the same man that he was back in in the '90s, right? Oh. So if he's basically curbing his libido and coming down off of it, he's probably not the same guy and he worked on trying to correct his problem. And all this this coming up is a distraction. And should we allow our own to go down because, you know, other people want to cover up Harvey Weinstein? But we talked about that. Yeah, go watch fifty. True. We're gonna keep moving on. Now so Jesse. Yeah. So Jesse's so the yeah. brothers lawyers well, listen, came out. Says, I don't think Trump will get back in. He will. The government is slow as hell, but I think they have a case. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think in front of the I, cameras I, they say one thing, but those people are behind. You Trump. see, you, you see, you see, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi came out and said yeah. they're not going to impeach. They're not going after to impeach, right? right. And that was from Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, who yeah. was on right, so. Their thing is they figured that if the right candidate comes up, they can probably vote him out. Okay, right. So this is my thing. This is me just looking at this and breaking this down. Right. Who is the candidate with the Democrats that anybody's going to get out and really want to vote for? Right. That's one. Two, what are the tangibles that they're going to bring, as right. Tariq Nasheed says? Right. What are the tangibles for black people right. in particular, right. ABOS, American descendants of slaves that they're going to bring to us, not minorities, not that. What are they offering to us for our vote? Quid pro quo. What are they offering for our vote, right? Impeachment means nothing. I don't want him back in. Right. Okay. Right. But I'm just, you know, this is it. I guess some people's feelings are hurt because they didn't realize Mm -hmm. what most European Americans think about them. Yeah. Right. The the Mexican people are up in arms because they didn't they they thought if they went there and they worked for them and they tried to act white and most of them are classified as white with on the census and everything else when they fill out applications they say white right unless they have Latin or Hispanic but most of them once they once they write that down they classify them as white to get more to represent more numbers for themselves they represent Egyptians as white. Right. to get more numbers for white people, which I call European-Americans, to have more numbers, right. right? So let's break this down now. So 
they haven't found collusion on him. That's what this whole thing was about. They're doing all of this, all of these different investigations and calling for this crimes in here, right? Crimes in the United States, right? They keep on showing you things on TV about Nixon. If I'm in the White House, I'm watching everything that they're talking about. I'm watching everything on Instagram, YouTube, everything that they're talking about, what Nixon did, and and avoid the same thing. It's like stupid. It's like, you know, back in 1960, you know, Nixon did this, and this is what we did. 1970, right? Ridiculous. The Pelosi thing, they won't impeach Trump is probably because they that could raise another billionaire like Trump. She probably doesn't want to make Trump a martyr. Okay, make Trump a martyr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, possibly, but I think that they, they know that they can't get the votes in the Senate because the Senate is run by the Republicans. Yeah. And the Republicans secretly are getting everything. Yeah. I'm lying about this just to cut to the chase. Trump represents what most European Americans think, yeah. right? Most people who thought that, you know, we had overcome right. are getting a rude awakening and they yeah. don't like it. They like sitting around Susie and Sally yeah. and, right. and Johnny Johnny, yeah. Susie, and Sally White and have lunch at, at lunchtime and right. not have to discuss the hard topic. Right. They thought that it was over, that it was no longer, the race problem was no longer as long as we were able to sit together and eat together. Right. There was no more problem, but what it is is a wake-up call because right. the people came out the woodwork. They showed you what it is. Right. When they when they, say, when they say that they're – he has a low approval rating because yeah. people say he's not doing it as fast as they want. Believe mm-hmm. that come that November, not, they be. won't go back to the ballot box Chinese and vote says, for him again. Yeah, she says Trump is out. Listen, Trump is an out control puppet. Yeah. The, the the thing about it is, is that what's funny is having um helped and worked on these campaigns. It's funny how. I'm telling you, it's funny when I when I'm watching these the news and these different channels and they talk about the polls because these people say one thing, you know, to the, on the polls and in your face when you're knocking on the door or when you're calling them and when you're and then they'll vote a totally different way or when you interact with uh, people who are Democrats and they let you know they voted for Trump. And I'm telling you, these people, they just not ready. <laughs> these people who are on TV and these people will say, oh, I'm not voting for Trump. I'm da da da. I'm telling you. They're going because right I'm trying to tell you because I know a lot of, I've, I know uh, a lot of Mexicans as well as white people who will, they voted for Trump. And we'll so, vote for him again. And they said they would. Because they don't like their people. They, and so, Did I you mean. Know? Did you know that there are certain Mexicans who believe that they are Spanish, like they are from Spain, and because they are lighter skinned than other Mexicans, and so they say those Mexicans are beneath me, they consider themselves Spanish, like Spain from Spain, but you're not from Spain, you're a Mexican. Mexicans came about through rape. And uh, Rose Ro says, does this bill 
matter and then um it's on Google. Okay, we're not gonna be able to look at look at it right now. See let's see. I'm not talking about when I'm not talking about the ignorant masses. I'm talking talking about about the powers that be. Okay. We have to look the bill up later, Rose, and see what happens there in twenty twenty. And then um, I said Mexico, but but I, well, you met a you know a few of the people who I've introduced you to, and a, a Puerto Ricans who voted for Trump, as well as some black people that voted for Trump. So I mean, I mean, and, and there are divisions where they say we don't want those people coming over either. You see what I'm uh, saying? So you have to look at what's happening. You have to. Because uh, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if this man gets in office again. I mean, he's, he's I would hey, not well, be surprised. Right now, the Democrats. Because the same people, let me tell you, the same people who be on TV marching with the signs and stuff. I mean, those people voted for Trump. And I'm telling you, the schizophrenic <laughs> personality is there. I've seen them. And then after that. That's mostly both of the public. Yeah, you know, and then some. Uh, so the Cubans. Say, yeah, right, and and some Puerto Ricans. Mm. So look at the whole ridiculous on television when Trump right after that hurricane in in Puerto Rico, and they didn't have elect- electricity for weeks. What happened when Trump went over there? He was talking. Tell what happened. They, they All clapping and cheering them on. And he was talking. He was tossing. He was he was throwing free throws. And this is right after a lot of the people over there had died. Time. You yeah. know, and this was like. This was like weeks. Maybe it had been a month after. And these people were cheering him on. And so. remember the woman, the, the the mayor in one of the cities Who, in, yeah. in, in uh, Puerto Rico, she was talking big, big crap, crap on TV. TV about And him. then when he got there, she, she was just sitting there like a church all crowd. in his face. And meanwhile, she was talking about him horribly on television. But face-to-face, she's smiling, and they throwing towels. And, I mean, I'm telling you. This I wouldn't is, be surprised this, to get back in office because I'm telling This you. is a perfect example <laughs> of how here's a man who is not a politician. They really hate him because he's not a politician. Right. And, you know, he tells it. He show, he's showing you what he believes, right, by his actions more than his words, but he will show you what he believes. Here's a man who didn't know anything about it, and they, they hate him for it, right. but nothing he does is being blocked, Right. Right, the Republicans when 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 President Obama was elected, he had Democrat House and Senate. Right, right. Nothing there was being everything he was trying to do was being halted. That whole thing about oh he couldn't do anything because they was holding him back because he was black. What's his name was holding back because he's a white, in my opinion, a white supremacist. Oh, and they're trying a uh, uh, Trump. He's trying okay. to hold him back, right? But listen. They're trying to hold him back, but he's getting everything passed. So that whole thing about him being black and not being able to get nothing done, that's a cop-out, and that mm-hmm. the, we can drop that now. He okay, could have got it see. done if he had won it. Let's see what Rose had to say here. Latinos, Hispanics, Cubans, and most of these Latinos are not American patriots either. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, that's true, because a lot of them have told have. have oh, Shani said she totally agrees. Yeah, they're... Right, yeah, they're not. So you're sitting here with a whole bunch of people. They're bringing in uh, uh, different immigrants into the country who right. do not believe in America's creed, right. who haven't put, get, don't have skin, blood, sweat, and tears in right. the game. Right. 
right? They don't have anything. The building of it, they don't have anything. They're coming here and 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 getting everything, but not putting anything in, but looking for the destruction of it. That's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just like when we talked about old girl who was the ISIS bride. Why would we want her back in the country? And she was the ISIS bride, bringing back that ideology to get people locked up, uh, maimed up, and just totally destroyed. Ridiculous. Out of here. Out of here with that. We want America to be good because it's our time. It's going to be our time, and it's our time now. So anyway. So, you know, so thinking about Jesse Smollett. Now, Jesse Smollett, uh, the brother's lawyers, uh, Gloria Smith, Gloria Smith says they put their trust in the wrong person. I think he put the trust in the wrong people, right? All right. So we're going to move on from Jesse Smollett. Now, people. Okay, well, let's see. Chinese Mm. says they just want money, and I think Trump is behind ISIS all this issue. Trump is, I mean, well, the American, it's funny how they talk about Trump's relationship with Saudi Arabia, right? Mm -hmm. To me, just my opinion, just looking at it, if you look back at it, all of the people had a great relationship with Saudi Arabia, all the presidents except for President Obama, because they were looking down on, trying to look down because they didn't want to meet with him because they thought of him as a black man, right. so to speak, right? right? Or whatever they call black people over there. They looked at him right. like that. Or maybe they looked at him as illegitimate because he didn't come right. from right. the lineage or line of ADOS, right. you know, so that he wouldn't, they wouldn't look to him like a Jesse Jackson like they used to, right? right. But if you look at all the different presidents, Bush won, right. great relationship. Right. Uh, Clinton had an all right relationship. Bush too definitely had it. They were kissing and holding hands, right? Mm-hmm. Kiss each other's Everybody hands, holding hands, Obama, huh? right? And then so they act like the media acts like that Trump's relationship with Saudi Arabia is different than, the than any of the others. When that's not so, that's not so. Now people, so we're gonna switch gears. Let's see what we have. They have great relationship with the money mm-hmm. they all make, make it. Exactly. right. Right. Yep, okay. Shiny. And so, so you can say that the Republicans have always had great relationships, mm-hmm. and the Democrats too. Yeah. They they two sides of the same coin in this. And so, where is the, where is the patriot? Right. Yeah. So easy to trade off on on skin and nothing else. Now, so did you see the tape on the? Um, on the mosque massacre yeah, in uh, New Zealand. Did you see that? It, it, it's what we call around here the the uh, call to duty effect. Mm-hmm. It was like he strapped the camera on yeah. to have the visual, just like the video game. You could see the barrel of his gun. This you could see the round years gun. Old. 28 years old. And he walks in, he shoots down children as well as adults. And the adults were just cowering in the in the corners, yeah. getting shot through. With the, I mean, it is just the most disgusting thing. If you ever yeah. get a chance to see it, you will never. It, it, there used to be a line of uh, videotapes, VHS, called Faces of Death. This is what this is like, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you see this, right? Mm-hmm. But when you realize that it's not like it's two warring factions, and you'll see 
two warring factions fighting against each other. It's not like that. It's not like that. These were people who were defenseless, being shut down in the gungle. And what you see in the far corners, just their life expiring as he's shooting. I mean, it's just disgusting. And he says, and they say he was a sweet kid. If he was black, he'd be labeled, yeah, a terrorist, yeah, and a thug. There's no, it's no way that he's no way he was a sweet kid. He was, listen, you know, old lady um, Trump. She was talking about autism at first, right? Uh So I'm looking at the child that they have now. You know. There are certain white supremacists when you research, they believe going to get an Aryan woman or some woman from another country that's supposed to be pure white or whatever and marrying them and having kids is supposed to be a good thing. But if you know any history, even even with Prince, yeah. Prince had got Mai Tai, right. right? And they had a child. Right. But the child came out and they had the child had to die because it was deformed, right? When you get when you go to other countries to get different women to have children with, they may not have the same shots as America has. They might not have all this, right? So this is what you're dealing with. Now it says in the Bible you're not supposed to deal with women from strange lands. It's, it's, It's written from the male point of view saying that you're not supposed to deal with women from strange lands, and this is why. So you look at the son, and he has some kind of autism situation going on. And I and I believe, Hello, hey, what's Gail. going on, Gail? Thanks for chiming in. Uh, I believe that Trump had some kind of autism, too. And his father sent him off to military school to at least get him to be regimented. You know, like they they tell you, like, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, what's, TV show? With the TV show. What's oh, her Holly name? Robinson. Holly Robinson. Yeah. She, she tells has a really great you, show. Right, right. She, they tell you that um, with the organs born on the outside. Right. See, because this is what's happening, right? Yeah. Because it has to do with mixing with people who don't have the same situation that you have in the States, right? And it tells you don't do that. But anyway, so look. So, you look at the son, he has some kind of slow autism thing, right? But the father sent Trump to military. This is my perspective on it, my opinion. He sent him to military school to get him regimented, right? Yeah, her show is good. Right. Holly Robinson. So Holly on, Robinson, uh, what, Hallmark uh, Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Holly good. Robinson Pete tells you that, you know, and also, um, um, uh, what's her name? Oh, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. Yeah. They tell you that you keep the kid regimented yeah. and you keep them going mm-hmm. to the point. Even D.L. Hewley right. talks about his, his son, son. Yeah. and and they they can be productive, right? Right. Yeah. And they can be productive if they are regimented. Yeah. So the father sent Trump to military school to make sure that he would be regimented, and then when he came back. He was able, he was organized enough. He might not have been able to get the best grades in school, right? Right. Because he had this autism, but he was regimented, military school, graduated, 
boom, he came back. His father gave him. He was good at something, right, as a person that had just a little autism. He was just a little autistic, right? So, look. Because there are different. uh, Different degrees of it. Yeah. But his father saw that he hot. Same thing with um, old boy. When you watch the old tapes, the one the one that ran the Mormon that yeah. ran against oh, Romney. Romney. Yeah. When you watch the old tapes with him and his father, because his father was a senator, right? Yeah. And when you see the old tapes, you see Romney, the the younger Romney, the one that's in the Senate now, laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, what's wrong with you, kid? What's wrong with him? He's just. Right. <laughs> He that has means some. Trump is an autistic. He's just not bright. No, no, no. Well, bright because of some kind of <laughs> level of autism. They teach him to be regimented, mm-hmm. and because Romney has some kind of autism, to me, just looking at him, the way he moves, the way he talks, he's regimented. He gets it across. So look, you've got these people, and and the whole point of he said maybe Bush Jr. The the whole peop, the whole thing with people is to make their kids seem normal, to push them through, to say yeah. they went through Ivy League. Kind of like, like the varsity. Panel. Right. Yeah. Push them through, say that they're normal, so yeah. they can come out and take over. So you got a lot of people that may have just a little autism running this. So look at Trump. So here, here's my thing about Trump, though. If my, if my hypothesis, my educated guess is correct, he has a little autism. His father sent him through military school to have him regimented. He didn't get the best grade, but he was able to come through and have a regiment. He would come, do this, do this, do this, uh, have a leadership, uh, be taught leadership. He comes back. He does this. He builds his companies. The reason why they, uh, what's his name? Because he, the reason why they kind of flounder and get into economic. Uh, uh, distress and, and tight is because he he thinks with his gut and he doesn't think with intellect because he has a little autism, right? Right? Which I'm not downing people who are autistic. I'm not doing that He's at all. It's, it's but we just type. need to say what it is, right? Yeah. So look, if he has this and he became president of the United States and he's whipping up on the Democrats and these people are supposed to be of sound mind and he's supposed to be not bright, maybe just a little autism there. Mm-hmm. What does that say about them that someone who may have a little autism is whipping up on the Democrats and controlling? What do you got next? <laughs> Shanine says, I've watched autism of close work. Okay. You got to take it back down. Okay, go down. Okay. Yeah, go down. Hey, go what's down. going on, Eddie? Thanks for uh, chiming in. I work with them and have them in my family. Trump just isn't bright. Oh, okay. Rose says socialism is a big joke, not patriotic at all. It's taking from Paul to give to Peter. Yep, what's happening to the 5% social welfare of black Americans? Tell you the truth from socialist lives. It went to Mexicans. Being given to Muslim immigrants. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll take that. But you know, from the government. Okay, let's yeah. go, on, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. All right. <laughs> All right. So look, we've been trying to switch gears. Yeah, I but 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 you, you 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 kept bringing me back. It's like JC said, they keep pulling me back in. Okay, look. Um, have you seen 
the beginning and the second season of American Gods. Have you seen it? Did you did you see the first season of American Gods? Well, the the actor uh, with Ricky Whittle is a really good actor. Yeah, really good actor. But they you changed know, writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed writers. Yeah. Listen, the writers uh, the for the first season right. were on to something. Yeah. They had really researched yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was each person had their own agency and yeah. they were their he own said, hey, god let's go to work hey what's going on so so they changed writers and but the first season they had their own agency right yeah. and so when i say agency they they stood alone and they were fully formed beings yeah. right yeah. meaning that they could stand alone and fight and do what they did. Right. Like there was one black female god that was swallowing dudes whole yeah. through her vagina. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just swallowing them up because of their lust for sex. She was swallowing them up, spinning them up. Right. This season, she's up there crying. crying but, so they she went from being like a, 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 a like a what would be considered like like a feminist, like a strong woman. To a weak yeah, it's just weird. Like it's like they rewrote the characters. They rewrote the characters to to represent the stereotypes and the tropes yeah. in white supremacy. Because even the star who had a strong, strong personality in his character, and he was like a man, and he, you know, he. And this is supposed to be just a weak time, as they tell you the story. It's yeah. supposed to only be a week later as right. the season comes back. Right. But these people, they changed them. The Orlando Jones character, yeah. Mr. Nancy, right? Yeah. American God sounds like a comedy laughing out loud. Yeah. No, no, no. It was a real, it, it's a, the first season, the first if you season. ever get a chance, it's on, uh, what is it on? Stars. Stars. Yeah. If you get a chance to watch the first season, it breaks down, it goes through how God through human toil, and they had they even they had, it, it's just a great the, the first, first season, season was great the second, the second season, season is no. um created to make it basically to it's through the eyes of people who are not believers that's yeah. that's what I would say yeah. too. this and is going on a lot, a lot. Things to watch, watch. Yeah. right they change up and now yeah. they have more stereotypes. Yeah. Put into the per- people, especially yeah. the black gods. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's a letdown and it is a disappointment. Yeah. We're still watching it because the first season was so good. Yeah. But if they don't. I'm trying to give it a chance. Because the back writers were giving a folklore, yeah. they were giving a backstory, yeah. a history to it, yeah. and making you season it's just so surface level yeah. it's not moving on anything in our opinion and they gave you great visuals remember the first season because when they gave you um uh, when he did the history of um what did he say black americans right. coming to the country and then you saw the ships and you saw the but i noticed this season there's like no storytelling there's no it's kind of like lazy writing these writers yeah, that they have writing. now 
Chinese said, I heard a lot of good things about American guys. Yeah, the yeah, first season. Yeah, the first season, AG. The yeah. first season of AG was just incredible. But I was impressed with uh, with Power last season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Had yeah, to catch yeah, up on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we, we catched up and we binge watched the yeah. uh, last season of Power. Yeah. I think it's season five. Right. And people were downing it, but that yeah. was some of the best written Drama that we yeah. had seen in a while, the twists and turns, and yeah. I mean, it was just great. But American, back to American God, watch the first season, yeah. and then watch how it dropped. I, I know that there was it, it's certain things like black gods were represented and mentioned in the first season. Yeah, there's a story of how the the main character, his name is Shadow, right. who's played by uh, Ricky Whittle. Right, uh, Shadow comes to uh, how he comes to America as an eighteen-year-old. Right. He comes with his mother on a boat, and they're coming through right. the Hudson, and they see the Statue of Liberty, right. and the mother says, "Now there's a true goddess right. with her uh, with her uh, lantern and." Then she says, you can tell that it was rewritten. She says uh, she was originally formed from Rome, Rome, and that's not true. The French originally borrowed it from what they saw in Africa with the black woman holding the lantern, right? You know that that's true, but instead of telling it, the, the first season, told you so many truths right. and this season is written by people who want to keep the lie right. going and that's what the big problem was they right. said oh people are starting to see that you, we don't want people to wake up you're writing you're things that will wake true. people up right. Right? right and so that's what it is so that it's just those little things that you see yeah. they would throw Rome and Rome didn't have anything like that but yeah. Africa did um, but anyway so you know, as we as we move forward. So Orlando um Orlando Brown plays Mr. Nancy. Mm-hmm. He was such a strong figure, but in this one they have him more like a he's he's talking like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they got him like a stereotypical kind of like pimpish type thing right. going on. And that's what what he was. Yeah, because he was a man of like distinction and dignity and he was right. a storyteller and really stylish and it just totally changed his character into a character. Right. And the shoot the the film quality of it. Yeah. The the first season is shot dark. Yeah. And it Real has nice that film. It has that, beautiful last. Right. It had that film quality to it. This, this season is shot the characters are less believable because yeah. of the lighting. The lighting is wrong. The coloring, the color, the finished yeah. color cast that were in it's the first rich. season that brought the richness is not yeah. there this yeah. season. So, I mean, I'm I'm highly disappointed yeah. with them and with the, where they chose yeah. to move this to. Yeah. It's highly disappointing, but we're going to keep so watching it. So what would you give it? <laughs> I, first season, first season is a ten across the board. All the way, the folklore, the right. behind the scenes, incorporating the black gods, right. telling the 
truth where all this yeah. comes from. Right. Beautifully done. Yeah. This one I gotta give it a four. Oh, okay. Well you listen so far, this is season two. Um tonight yeah, second is season. Yeah. Right. Uh see second season, season two. Mm-hmm. And tonight's episode is what, the second episode? Yeah. So from what I've seen, I would have to give it a three. Yeah, so you know, but watch it. It went from a it. ten to a three. So, so, so I'm they hoping. need to get the writers back. They need to because they really had oh, heart God. and they had research. Yeah. The 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 fact about film and how yeah. what makes film good is how much research you do. Right. You can't assume that right. this is what it is. You have to go out. People, lazy writing. Uh, you have to get um, clippings from right. magazine articles, newspaper articles, right. research exactly what's happening, talk yeah. to people who are actually in it, and then you make the film from that, right? Once you get their thought process, then you come up with what the color cast will be, yeah. right? And that makes the story along with the dialogue and the uh, quiet time of the opposite when the other actors it's all encompassed and they're not bringing it in this one now so we gave that so we broke it down to you for that now here's a film people that is that it comes from a through line of storytelling we have talked about the through line of storytelling before though it does not come from people who are from ADOS it is truly a through line of what makes a great black great. film. Yeah. And we are talking about the film yeah. Yardy. Directed and executive produced, produced by, by Idris Alba. Idris. Before we give you the plot of the film, let me tell you. The cinematography on this. Yeah, it's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Beautiful. Storytelling. Incredible. Incredible. You know, all I have to say is this movie is just, it's going to be a class. For me, it's up there with like classics. Like, you know, like The Godfather is a classic, right? Uh, Boys in the Hood, classic. X, right, right. you know, Spike Lee but, but, Malcolm but, X is a classic. But this, this Yardy, <laughs> Yardy is a classic. No, no, no. Excellent. It's a classic film, listen. The dramatic need, initiating yeah. event, yeah. the the uh, the big go- the the, the uh, going off. It's the hero's journey right. told about through the story about a young man right. who loses something. Yeah. Right. I, I'm gonna get to the plot later. I just want to yeah. make sure we go through all of the technical side, yeah. the sound quality on it. Listen, yeah. I have forgot. You know, because I haven't been in the halls in a while because, you know, I was a DJ and I used to do college parties. And what I did was I used two 18s with the cones and then I had a subwoofer in the middle that rumbled the floor. It just hit the base, just hit the floor, right? And I forgot what the Jamaican, the dance hall record sounded like until I heard it in this film. I mean, the sound, the the film wasn't just front speaker in the theater. It was surround, so speakers were playing in the theater, right? And and it's a shame because the theater wasn't packed. I I was just, I was just 
so disappointed. I mean, the movie is so good. I'm telling you, the ushers, so good. the ushers came in multiple times really trying to see the film, trying to watch the film. It's that good. And That's the sad good, thing yeah. about it is it's just that I wish it had been marketed better. Like, I'm surprised, for instance, nobody was on the Wendy Williams show, like any of the actors. I mean, to, just to get it out there, I mean, I don't know. I'm just so disappointed that uh, the theater should have been packed. It should have been because packed. this is a great film, and it's like one of the best films it that is. I've seen in a long okay. time. Let, let's, let's go through. Let, let's go through. Well, let's first go. of all, let me say it's up there with it's up there like with with the pulp fictions in the city of God. Okay, no, wait, 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 wait. Excellent. For people who are not, but excellent. It is it is shot better than pulp fiction. Yeah, it is. It's shot way it better. Yeah, but listen. But it's so engaging. It's so engaging. For those who don't know what City of God is, <clears throat> and if you have never seen it, place in Brazil. Yeah. And I was in my store, and one of my customers who was a projectionist came in and said, we got this new movie called City of God. I got a couple of free tickets. Come see it. Right? So I was like, I was kind of hesitant because, you know, people don't just give you something. But he was a customer, and I said, okay, we'll come. So we sat there, and it's not a subtitle, right? But when the film first opens, it opens with action. Yeah, she said, yep. Yeah, it needed more promotion. We already talked about how they underestimate Wendy. Yeah. Yeah, right. I will talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we will talk about that. But listen. Yeah. So so when it opens up, it opens yeah. up with action from the beginning. It's about young street kids in Brazil. Right. They grow up in the, and it's in the uh, city of God. Yeah, 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 right, you saw right, the movie. Right. Yeah. But they had... But what makes it so interesting is they have this yeah. guy that's Brazilian right. that looks like the Brazilian Beanie Man. If you have never seen City of God, right. God, you have to see this film and be ready to go through the subtitles. But it's so much action in it. You forget that you're reading subtitles. Yeah. It is such a great movie. Yeah. City of God one. Yeah, yeah, there's a two, but we didn't see two. City but of City one. of God, City of God. Right, yeah, it's just like it's just like belly, and then you got belly too. Right, uh, belly. Right. Belly is another classic. Yeah. Shot, uh, like grindhouse, yeah. dark style. Yeah, more art house style. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, now, belly. Film. Belly, okay. yeah, out of while. Out of while. Uh, a classic film yep. that didn't get, but belly, another classic. Yes. These films that we are mentioning, these are great black cinema. Yardy is up with that. Now, to move to Belly 2 Suck. Right, right. It was was, was just like. And I bet you it wasn't Hype Williams that did it. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. um, Because he did one. It was, uh, what's his name? The Game. Game was in that one. It went straight to DVD. It was just, you know, it wasn't. In my opinion, it wasn't well thought out. It was, a, it was, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. but they cheated Hype Williams. But we talked yeah, about that before. Um, Just like with this film, Yardy, they cheated the public. Like people need to go and see it. It came out uh, what Friday, mm-hmm. so people need to be rushing people need out to go see it. And then uh, they need to throw somebody on the Wendy Williams show to promote this film because Shani, yes. you are correct. They underestimate Wendy Williams. And they forget that she has a very, very, very diverse audience and people of all ages. 
Have right. you ever noticed that when Wendy Williams says something, yes. then all of a sudden it happens yes. like she, yeah. she told Tierra that she should go more into modeling and get her music up. Tierra's still doing music, but she started doing modeling and it worked. Yep. And then what did she say? She said something about the old girl on uh, on the Hallmark channel because of what she did yeah, with the scanner and the release her, and they pulled her off. Yeah. So, so Wendy is very empty. Well, yes, and everybody right. of all ages, of all races, watch her. And then when I see these films, you know, and they don't do well, and I'm like, okay, well, you should have had somebody go on Wendy to promote it. Because they're only focusing on, like, the late-night talk shows, or, like, just the Ellens or the Jimmy Kimmel's and the, and all the other shows. But it's just like, you see, Ice Cube, his films go to number one. Kevin Hart, his films do well and go to number one. And they go on Wendy. And if they're not there, uh, they'll send someone from their film on Wendy. Right. So, I mean, these people better smarten up. So Okay, it, listen. So, listen. So, back to Yari, right? Right. We, we named some films, right? But right. let's go to some of the Jamaican classics. Right. Jimmy Cliff, The Harder They Come, The right. Harder They Fall. Right. One and all, right? right. That One and all. That's part of Hook right. of a song, but right. it was driven to sell an album, and it yeah. was made a, a true gangster Jamaican film. Top Shotter. Then Top Shotter, another classic, more on the sensational side of it, you know, than fake uh, 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 breast and shot in the, shot in the in the uh, hot tub and yeah. all that. I'm the original Don Dada. Right. Uh, great. Yeah. What sets Yardy apart, it has that element. Yeah. But what I'm talking about when we talk about the through line of great black cinema that comes from Oscar Michaud, right. there is a moral line that's pushed through. Yeah. And the, the, the title, the, the yeah. catch hook on it, yeah. or the catch title on it is Choose Your Own Path. Yeah. And the storyline is about are you going to choose the righteous path or are you going to choose the the ratchet? Janine says her audience is loyal. Hollywood is Holly too, weird. Yeah, Holly yeah. Weird is too sensitive. Yeah. She does have a loyal uh, audience and right. people, when something is promoted on her show, it does well. It doesn't matter if it's if it's a, a a television show. It doesn't matter if it's in the theater or if it's on film. So these right. people better wake up. But anyway, so, so Yardy is a so so it the the storyline deals around a young man right who uh loses he loses his people and then he has to move up into the hills of right. Jamaica right. and he is taught by. Uh, older man, we could just call him a shaman, right? And he was he's taught by him which right. way would you go, the righteous path or the or the uh or the uh or the ratchet path, right? Right. right. And his brother is there who runs sound systems right. and there are wars that are happening in Trenchtown. Right. And he's there to uh his brother is there to try to right. quell and kill and bring unity to the community through his sound system. Right. And it's almost successful, but the initiating event, something happens, and 
the movie kicks off from yeah. there, right? Right. But so what's so good about it is the movie, it wraps around music yep. and Excellent. the illegal situations that's going on, yep. but it's a through line of morals, yep. of, of morals and ancient beliefs, yep. ancient spiritual beliefs that is pushed through the film, yep. but is not beat over your head. Right. And the action is there, and it is the standard through line of a great, of great black cinema. It's not just about right. killing no. and murder, like Godfather one, no. two, three. That's what it was about. Right? Goodfellas yeah, yeah. about yeah. murder, all, right. all those gangster films like right. that. But when you get Star a good film. black film, right. it has. A moral message through it Breaking that is pushing something about yeah. good and evil relationships between right. family, friends, it, everything. Say, that's right. The, it is a it, it, the the story is actually a love story between yeah. a young man and a young woman, right. and it and it goes all the way up until they are adults, right. and they tell a story. So it's a Love story in the middle of a storm. Within the middle of a storm. That's that's the best way to put it. Yeah. If you have not seen yeah. this film, you already you have to go. See you it. have to see it. I believe that it is also is on, it on Prime. It's on Prime on Amazon Prime. We, okay. we saw that right. So it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's called. Because in the theater in the credits. Yeah, it, it said Amazon Prime. Right. Yardie. Yeah. So Y A R D I E Yardie. Yeah. See this film, yeah. this film, for everything that we have told you about this film. Yeah. You have to see this film. You yeah. are missing out. If it's in the theaters, go see it in the yeah. theaters. It is well worth seeing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? E- Idris Alba yeah. brings it in yeah, his did. directorial debut. I was debut. impressed. I mean, that, he was on some, uh, what, Spike Lee, Tarantino. No, no. I mean, no, I'm just saying as far as caliber of directing. Like for him to be an actor and then he's this is his first film. I mean, you would have thought he's been doing. Well, he's been acting for years, so he has an eye, right? Right. So the di- the directing is like up there. It's like Academy Award winning directing. Like the angles that he captured. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but, he also did a camera. He was right, cameraman right, right. B. Yeah, he was cameraman B, which we would get the wide angles, right? So yeah. beautifully shot. And so great. he's cameraman, executive producer, and director. Who else is supposed right? to be considered great? Uh, uh, Scorsese and I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't well, yeah. No, but I'm just saying that he's of like that caliber. It's not like he just, I mean, I, he just. It's not like he just threw a film out there. He really put a lot of time and energy, and you can tell he really, really cares. He this really, is he a really passion said, project his, for him. But it's his own. Heartbeat. Yes, it's his own heartbeat, and and it it moves and it grooves. And see the film you already. So, what would you rate it? Uh, Well, before I rate it, Mm -hmm. the music. We talked about the music. Um, It's a combination of because Idris Alba also DJs. Mm -hmm. So, um, although there was great, you know, uh, Jamaican music in there, there was also other music like some American music blended in, as well as um, Latin music and just. Just a combination yeah, of everything. Yeah, the soundtrack. The amazing. soundtrack is amazing. Yes. Matter of fact, there was a song that came on. I said, "That sounds like Grace Jones." And it was. And come <laughs> to find out, it yeah. was yeah. something that hit over there. Yeah. Yep. It didn't come to the states. Yeah. You know, so if you're not hip to Grace Jones, yeah. get hip to her music. Yeah. 
Different to the bottom. Yeah. That's why well, she had to leave Play here to go over there to become a huge star. Because they, you know, they really love her and respect her. People here do too, but right. she's huge over I mean, there. Shanine says, not surprised because he is so talented, DJ, actor, and director. Yeah. Right. But the movie Yardy is based on a best-selling novel written by Victor Headley. He's a, a Jamaican-born British writer. So... Excellent, excellent thing. So, excellent. what would you rate it? I would give it like a ten, and um, ten on top of ten on top of ten. Like this is a great film, and I have I've seen good films, mm-hmm. you know, and have reviewed good films. Mm-hmm. But this is this a is great film. This is up there. This is great, and it's so um, disheartening that the theater was not packed, and it's disheartening that. It wasn't Emotion promoted. Right. Yeah, because it's just like we happen to run across it, right? Yeah, we happen to run across it. We happen to run across it, but... Because we do our research to bring new yeah, news to film. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like within the labels, just like they did with uh, the record labels, just like they did with um, the Idlewild, right. you know, with Outkast. Idlewild like excellent. excellent film. But sometimes they like to keep people in their lane and don't want a, the, the label, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't want or Hollywood didn't want it, right? Or so I'm, so Hollywood. with this, the reason why maybe we didn't haven't seen the Yardy commercials push is because Hollywood is trying to keep it just Alba in his spot, which is making money for them, right? Mm-hmm. But this movie should have been promoted. It should have been on Wendy Williams. It should have been on Stephen Colbert. It should have been on, you know, all of the shows. The way that they captured the dance hall and the sound. Of the beat of the music, of the yeah. when I say beat of the music, I'm not talking about the rhythm of the music. I'm talking about how it beats, how it pounds in the hall. I had forgot about that, and I was sitting there, and it took me back to when I would rock uh, dance hall music, right, reggae yeah. music, right, slackness yeah. at the parties, at the at the frat parties that I would DJ, right. So I mean, it, it, it's it's really great. It's well done. He should get some Oscars to come off of this. You know what I mean? Because for it to be the deck directorial debut, yeah, I want to give it a chance. Yeah, it it is well worth it, and it's actually more than a chance. And he says this is the most excited I've seen you concerning the film. Idlewild was great. They didn't want those black men expanding their brand exactly, and that's what I'm thinking about this film with Idris Elba. So people really need to go out and see Yardy because this film is just When we tell you excellent. that, it is up there. Yeah. And, uh, we named the Jamaican films. We named yeah. other films that were up there. And it is up there. Yeah. When I say it is yeah. up just there. Yeah, just up there. period, in general. Like I just said, it's up there with, like, all things. Like, <clears throat> it's up there. Okay. You know, it's, it's a great film. I talked about the first film I mentioned was, like, The Godfather. It is up there with that. It's good. It's real good. It's not the same. Of course, it's not the same storyline. Hold on for one second. It's not the same storyline as The Godfather. It's it's not the same, but I'm talking about as far as people um, putting it on a pedestal saying how great that film is Mm -hmm. and how it's a a work of art. Yardy is a work of art. art. I would say that it's better than The Godfather. Yeah. So see the film. Yeah, I would say that too. I'm not, not going to compare it to, I mean, I, I, I think it's an insult yeah. to compare it to those films. 
when well, it when I mean, it went because know. the movement of it yeah. has rhythm. Like yeah. like the Godfather was good, but when you sit there, you're sitting there looking at it, and right. it doesn't have a rhythm. Well, if you're really this invested in the character, rhythm, you're right? invested in the character. Yeah, you get invested. Yeah, right. You get yeah. invested. And then in the backdrop, in the backdrop, uh, backdrop. is a storyline all of its own, like in Jamaica as well as in like, London, and so um, right, great, right. Yeah. great film. Okay, so now we're moving on to. The N-I-G-G-A Factory, uh, produced by, it's a docu-series that is on YouTube right now, produced by Speech from Arrested Development. Now, we all know Arrested Development, right, right. from the 90s. Right. Well, Speech is back with a docu-series that is right. on YouTube, again, called The Nigger Factory. I'm gonna say I'm gonna see if they cut the feed. Okay, so the Nigger Factory is part one and part two, and it's playing right now on YouTube to get you get you there. It's by Speech from Arrested Development, and the docu series deals with what I will say the constant bombardment of images that are not necessarily great for. ADOS yeah. or even black people around the world yeah. to see. And I'm looking forward to part three. Right, right. Yeah. So let's see. We're just listen to some of his music. Okay. So <clears throat> the the documentary reminds me of a Tyreek Nasheed type documentary. The images move fast. Images. It's not slow. It's constant movement yeah. of images as he weaves this narrative. So he opens up with the catch, which is talking about the obvious images that you see. But then he breaks back and he shows you where these images come from, where it comes from, the minstrel shows, the black, that's blackface speaking for people who don't know. If you haven't seen Bamboozle, another classic, Spike Lee, see that film, Bamboozle. But anyway, so he goes back and he shows you these images that he compares imagery between what was happening. Did you know in Brooklyn they had human zoos in the turn of uh, the 19th century into the 20th century? Did you know that they had human zoos? And did you know who were in the human zoos? Well, people who had black skin, skin can. They were in zoos, and people would pay to go like you know how they looked at Arambe mm-hmm. before they shot Arambe, same thing they would do. They would have black people in cages in the zoo, and people would pay. White people would pay to go look at black bodies in the zoo. Naked black women in the zoo. They have postcards of the you know besides the postcards when they went over Africa, they had postcards of black women behind cages, naked you know, like animals, right? So this is going on, and the animals are the ones who are actually having these freak shows going on. But anyway, so he goes back and he shows you these comparative images. And then in part two, he goes even further and starts to expand upon who is behind constantly perpetuating these 
images and how these images become, there's a definition of sticky. And you have to go watch this and see what's happening. Then part three is going to go even further. The people who found it, Ringling Brothers, started with freak shows in New York. That's true. P.T. Barnum and all of them. Yes, they did. Okay. Which they have that, what's that movie we saw with? Oh, uh, was it the show? The, the, the big show or the big ring uh, with uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. where they kind of cleaned it up and they had black people in there. So you say, yeah, I don't, think, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think that that was quite how it was, but you know, hey, whatever. They were on the trapeze yeah. instead of being behind the KGs. But anyway, look. <laughs> I like his documentary. It's not really beating you over the head with it. It's just giving you information and moves fast. But I have certain questions. (laughs) I have questions about, you know, just questions that are, like, really rhetorical. It's called The Greatest Show. The Greatest Show, right. If you haven't seen that, see The Greatest Show with Zach Efron. Zendaya, Hugh Jackman. Right. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen that, it's a good, it's entertaining. It's a good movie, but there's some some stuff in there that they cleaned up is not really factual about what the freak show was really like. But, you know, it's Hollywood, so they, they cleaned it up. But anyway, so I have questions, rhetorical questions, like, what are we going to do about it? That's one thing. That's one. My second question is, is everything that is pushed through hip-hop music, is it not a true reflection of where people are at at that moment and at that time, right? There, This is actually happening. It's not like we can uh, uh, scoop everything under the rug. For goodness sake, the dude y, YNB or y, yeah. YNB, they slashed his face. It's crazy. They slashed his face, pulled his pants down, but it just stole the rock, the, and, the rap, that's why rap those, a lot changed. Yeah, and that's why those kids who, or kids, the young men who attacked him, that's why it's so important that the youth see both documentaries, like, so they can be educated. It's like these people are walking around without knowledge. So, speeches documentary, as well as other documentaries like Tariq Nasheed as well as others, I mean, are educating uh, the masses, and I'm just I'm hoping I would love to see a documentary on BET. You know, you know when you when you do something to someone so heinous, it's like, I mean, it's been like the last few weeks. It started in Black History Month. They just, right. they just turned up the zeitgeist in right. Black History Month, and it's been rolling. Right. When you shoot people in a mosque that are, that are defenseless. Yeah. When you as a group... Shanine said that was horrible and embarrassing. Angry and lost. No guidance. Exactly. And, and, and when you when you as a gang of people jump a person because they may have a certain amount Crazy. of money around their neck, but you don't just take it from... You slit their face? You slit his face. And George Zimmerman is still is, walking around. That is heinous. That is Pain is, it is on the verge of being evil. So back to... Verge, no, it is real evil. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to Preach's um, documentary for a minute. Hip-hop is making a lot of millionaires. 
and and coming around. Some are coming around to being billionaires, right? Talking about what uh, there's a there's an example on there where he talks about Dope Man, right? Don't be sure. Dope Man by N.W.A. Right. Right. And he said that it started, the decline started with Dope Man from N.W.A. But as I remember when, great when, when Ice Cube was in N.W.A., right. there were consequences to right. what the gangsters did in the right. music. Right. After post-Ice Cube, right. you know, the message. Uh, uh, kill up a million, you know, I just want to celebrate yeah. real don't die, right? But that's right. not the truth. But anyway, so look. In NWA, like I told speech on, on his thing and I when I told him we were going to be reviewing this, um, at the end of Dope Man, there's a singing melody where the guy says, wait, Mr. Dope Man, you think you're slick. You got my, uh, my sister hooked on them drugs and now she's sick. And if she happens to die because, because of your drugs, I'm putting in your cola right. a 38 slug. So in other words, there was a a response to it. But most people played the first two verses and only heard what they want to hear. Are hip-hop artists responsible for what people choose to hear? Because I heard in that record, at the end, right. when he says, I would put a quote, and I would go, yeah, every time I would hear the record. But right. in the clubs, you only get two verses or maybe right. one verse, and right. it moves on. Right. So you only hear the glorification. But people right. who actually listen to it all the way through, right. at the end, there is a come up and right. on the dope man right. for, for selling dope right. to this particular person's right, right? right. which right. that would be what would be the come up and right? right? So are hip-hop acts responsible for what the people choose to hear? Or are they, and are they responsible for what, they're, what they don't hear, right? Because it's right there in the record. Another example, as I wrote it under the uh, video, you'll see it when you go, when you watch uh, the, the NIGGA Factory by Speech that's on YouTube. It's a doc. Docudrama, that's what we're talking about for those who are just coming in. The industry is killing hip-hop like they killed other black music forms. They are mad that the Ice Cubes and Snoop live and made money. Exactly. I don't think that that hip-hop, I disagree because when I listen to what the rappers are saying today, the young ones, they're saying, they're saying many of the same things. It's just that hip-hop is a young person's art form. Then if you want older rappers, then you can go listen that's to... That's what she's saying. The industry is killing hip-hop like they killed other... Like, like they're, they're not, trying to destroy... Like I guess she's talking about with the little Zanes. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is those people... Kind of bastardized. Have you ever noticed that in unlike jazz, right. unlike uh, blues... Right. Unlike uh, uh, pop, which right. is actually rhythm and blues, unlike right. those art forms, the white artists right. come in, they may have, they're like a star, right. a shooting star. It may spark, but it sparks out. Right. It's like 
They have no longevity. Like Eminem is in it. People like they Eminem. They and misquote the Bible all the time. The industry is pushing the bull crap out. Uh, yeah, bull Yeah, like that bad. What's the name? Bad baby. Okay, what? Well, but what I'm saying is, come in. Take Mac Miller for instance. Right. Mac Miller. They said he was a good MC, and people were upset that he was that, that he died and things. Right. But he had no longevity, and a lot of it is is that they like doing the music, but black people do not exactly let. Uh, white people all the way in in hip-hop because they have learned. Now, the industry is doing whatever they do, but these people come in and they flame out. Mac Miller, Iggy Azalea, uh, Azalea, come in, flame out. Uh, Who else? Um, uh, 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 Takashi 69, getting into something, getting into situations, flaming out, right? right? Take Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj has been in it 10 years strong. And she should have had Still a Grammy. No, but it doesn't matter about Forget the awards. Who gives a, who gives I a, mean, that's true, women like I Chuck mean, and them said who gives a fuck about a goddamn right, Grammy. Right, that's true, but I mean, okay? was, Drake got crazy. up there and said that the Grammy don't mean nothing. Yeah, if you out there selling records right. and you doing it and making money, right. and that's what, what Public Enemy said back right. in 1988, who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy, right. American Music right. Award? Right. None of that, none yeah, of that, yeah, none like of that matters. Right, it doesn't. Just like what Beyonce. Now, they'll give Taylor Swift and all the other ones. Every time she was nominated, Beyonce, they didn't give it to her. But not that she needed it because their people are behind them, right? Her, you know, because I'm going to buy Beyonce, you know, no matter what she, no matter what she drops, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm, I support artists that I respect, right? But it's kind of like it's just so obvious. You sit there and you observe who they choose to give awards to. Yeah, but I mean, but you see what I'm saying? They are perpetrating a fraud because these people are not as talented as the original. Everything that is there, so that's the argument. Is but they flame out. So really. They're not doing it. It's just that we at a certain age group, right. instead of listening to the music, right. we we have, some of us have turned into the generation before that said they couldn't understand rap music. They couldn't understand it. It's a young art form, and they come with new slang, right. new things. People have to always remember to remain young at heart, right. and then you're able to hear, yeah. right? Because there are people who are Spitting, yeah. even the the even to me to me the Mikos are spitting. Right. I didn't like what was happening with Bone Thugs, but other than that, yeah. the Mikos spit. Right. They say things. They say yeah. they're saying things in their yeah. rhymes, and you have to be able to de- de- decipher right. what they're saying within the vamp and also within the lyrics. Yeah. And and you know, true hip hop heads can do that. And matter of fact. You know, I'm not the only one that said that. I've said this before on other things, right. but De La Soul was right up there right. on Sway, and they and uh, uh, Mace, the DJ mm-hmm. Mazio, mm-hmm. said that he he mentioned the Migos as mm-hmm. being one of the people that he listens to because right. they're actually doing something. But he's yeah. I'm a DJ. So I'm a DJ, right. so I have a DJ ear, right. and I'm listening, right. and so I don't believe that. 
hip-hop is flaming out. Yeah. The real roots of hip-hop are still there the same way that it's spreading messages across to get yeah. through the people. Yeah. It's just that agent. Yeah. We were watching an episode before we get to the next film and before we rate the nigger factory by speech. We were watching an episode of Black Monday. That's Don Cheeto's show on yeah. Showtime, right? Right. And they flash back to when he was with the Black Panthers, right, right in L.A., and he was helping bringing potatoes and feeding yeah. the kids. They had to, they were the first ones to start the breakfast program, and then it spread across the country, and then it went into the school system. Well, don't forget, it comes on the night that episode, so don't tell what happened. I have to tell this. It's going to be a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear it, you know what I'm saying, but we got to tell this. Okay, wait. There is a... Shanine said, I like a lot of young artists. She said, but I don't support people who roll with certain platforms. She said, like Cardi B. Okay. So there's a scene in it where he's back there and he's a panther. And this right. kind of like tells the, builds onto his psyche mm-hmm. to why he is the way he is later as a day trader. Right. Right. With his own company. Mm-hmm. And it's a woman that comes into the Panthers, and she says that she's from Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And she says, what needs to happen is this talk needs to stop. We need to get into some armed resistance. Right. And then the people are just standing there looking, right. and then he was like, and then the dude tells her, keep an eye on tells Don Cheeto's character mm-hmm. to keep an eye on her, and he yeah. walks over and he talks to her because she had pulled her, her shirt up, and in her waistband was a pistol. Right. A thirty a thirty eight. Oh, Chinese said I love that show. Right. So it's a thirty eight pistol and when I, I looked at my wife and I said, She's an agent. Yeah, you didn't say that. Right? So watch the episode and you will see. But I said she's an agent because any any right. person that hip hop is about peaceful situations. Right. The rappers are talking about their situations that right. may not be peace. Right. in the record, but what they're talking about right. is what's happening in negotiating in their hood right. to let people know what's happening in their neighborhood, right? right? Everybody has a right, right to discuss and talk about what's happening in their particular right. neighborhoods, yeah. right? Like J. Cole. Right, right, J. Cole. So they have a right to do yeah. that, right? Right. And, but hip-hop is about peace and bringing people right. together. So right. if you are in a venue and right. people are acting up, agent yeah. sent in Cointel, to do that. Well, well, well it, 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 it's probably called something else now. Pro was the 60s and the 70s. That's long gone. J.L. Right. Hoover died on this floor. You know, we right. saw, the, saw the film on that. Right. That's long gone. It's probably called something, something else, else now, now right? Yeah. So we can let that old, that old title go. But they're basically agents. Yeah. Anytime someone causes trouble, yep. In a situation where it's a hip hop concert, right. it is that is agent agent tree, yeah. right? Yeah. And when I saw her, and when as the story plays out, you mm-hmm. will see. But I looked there, I said she's an agent talking that gun shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, back to the nigga fight. So and, and yeah. incorporating that, I have more questions because right. a lot of the violence that's happening has to do with agents. Right. That are sent in to stir the pot, to, to, stir the pot, to shake it up, just like when uh, the whole thing was supposed to be squashed right. with uh, Drake and uh, Pusher T. Right. And then Pusher T goes up to Canada, right. and there's people in there. 
yeah. throw stuff. Yeah. Throw water at them right. and stuff. And then what happens is the people who were involved right. probably wasn't, but the people who were involved got smashed. Right. One dude was right. hospitalized. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's hospitalized for really nothing right. other than being a being it's just like how the CIA would go in Shanice, and oh Shanice said it's called Operation Get Those Niggas. Right. It's right. just like how the CIA as the stories are told in film. Right. right. You know, go by what's told in film, how they would go in and get certain Muslim factions stirred up to go do these things right. to try to kill off another to right. get it started to keep this evil so that the right. war can start so the American can come in and take over those lands right. as the story goes, mm-hmm. right? As they as they say it in the film. So I'm gonna be surprised if that was the case with uh, Wayne and Baby. You know, did they split them apart? Yeah. Did the record label split yeah, them apart? Because look at the success of. Uh, of young money and, and then, look at all of those artists and, right, then, right. and for them not to right. disperse the money universal right, right, right. Please. but then but then it gets to the point where they 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 got two people going at each other and right. then one person gets fed up and then action actually takes place right. from one side and right. then they get what they wanted right. the people who wanted to divide and conquer right. get right. what they want right right, right. so this is what this is. So with the nigga factory by uh, speech, yeah. go watch it. Part yeah. one, part two. My thing is, how do we get, how do we get so-called positivity to stick, to be sticky as the so-called negativity is mm-hmm. sticky when people come from those environments mm-hmm. and they're going to voice at least for the first or second album about right. their environment until they move on and start talking grown man as they get older and grow out of it. Because remember, you're listening to teenagers. They have to grow into being men. And as people grow into being men, their focus moves into another level of consciousness. And so this is what it is. Hip-hop is a perpetual young man's sport. Right. But you know what? Hip-hop is like like a, a, a food buffet, right? So what it is is when people go to the buffet, they're going to have a nice, healthy meal. They're going to get, if they like beef, they're going to get some, some nice well, roast beef. Or if they like steak, they Hardy, can, hearty meal. Yeah, that ain't healthy. Uh, seafood, they're going to get seafood or, you know, chicken or turkey, right? So, but, you know, nourishment. But in the end, you know, but then they're going to also want to get a dessert, right? So when people listen, so I'll listen, you know, to my, you know, J. Cole, right? And then you get, like, what, Kendrick. If we're talking about the, we listen to the old school, right? So if you're talking about what's playing on the radio today or whatever, right, or streaming, right? So people are going to listen to that. And then some people will also want that snack. So they'll listen to what's considered, like, uh, what they call it, like, Ratchet or um or I forget the other yeah, term that they right you know so people I I think people listen to a combination of both and most people are able to decipher both and hip hop is just it, it's fun it's a buffet so you get a little bit of everything a little bit of everything yeah oh. especially as it's gone along and right. it has become over thirty years old yeah forty years old as it goes on yeah. 
different generations keep producing music and right. the others come in. I wish hip hop was right. the like aren't the old and young both winning. Get into advisement. Okay, so let's see. So the nigga factory, what would you rate it? I would definitely give it a ten because it was very informative and I love how because I talked to you about it. I said, Look how like it's moving and I like the the, 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 the visuals. Mm-hmm. Going along with the story, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we talked about the film Idle Wild, right? And what grabbed me in Idle Wild because we hadn't seen it before. Now we see it in in, in the industry, but how they the visuals, the how films, the, that, yeah, the photos, so, yeah, out of the photos. right. So I love that, and, and um, yeah, really good yeah. and so, very informative. But like I said, it needs to be on. Uh, BT as well as other channels, so so everyone, so kids to see, it, you know, right. and that's how I feel about Hidden Colors too. Like it needs to be on BT. BT can show everything else, yeah, you know. But these documentaries need to be in schools also, right? College campuses. That's right. So that's yeah, right. I would definitely give it a ten, and I'm looking forward to part three. Other than those rhetorical questions that I have about you know, hip-hop or anything, and how, you know, you have to have counterweight. Everything is not positive. Everything is not negative. Sometimes you, you, you make your own road, right? So uh, I give it a 10, and you definitely should see it again. It's called The Nigger Factory. It is produced by Speech from Arrested Development, and uh, it is on YouTube, part right. one, part two, part three is coming, and right. then, you know, it's going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, we're getting ready to lose the uh, blog talk because uh, mm-hmm. blog talk ends in about a minute, 30, mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, for the talk line. But we're going to keep going here because we have uh, one more film, and then we have right. two additional films that we're going to talk about. But speaking of before we um, go, like, for instance, Ice Cube's new CD has a, a – Positive CD, right? Conscious mm-hmm. CD, right? Good CD. and But Nikki's CD, Queen, is also a good CD. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't rap about, it's just weird. So you see the visuals and stuff, right, in her videos, you know. Um, when you listen to her lyrics and stuff, uh, I think people kind of think that she's more like a, how with little Kim raps about sex but and she stuff. But she wasn't. But her, she doesn't rap about that. So if you don't, you know, watch the videos, people who don't watch the videos and all that stuff and just know Nikki from, like, her music and mixtapes and her new CD, you don't think about, like, all of that. But as far as, like, a lyricist and lyricist. a lyricist and her lyrics and um, good album. So it's just a combination of listening uh, to everything. Okay, know? so we're getting ready to close out on the blog talk, but we're still here on uh, Facebook. So I'm going to tell anyone who was listening to us on Blog Talk Radio. We appreciate you chiming in. We're still here on Facebook uh, for a little while longer because we've got one more film, so turn over to Facebook. And we are out on Blog Talk, the film review. All right. So, people, let me put this over to the side here. Okay, yeah, so that's a 10 for that. So the next film that we're going to talk about is uh, Captive State. Which also opened in the theater Friday. Yeah, it opened in the theater Friday. It stars um, 
Aston Sanders right. as Gabriel. Well, we know him from. He, we know him from uh, the Equalizer. The Equalizer Two. Right. He plays the young man that Denzel Washington's character mentors, uh, mentors and takes under his wing and yeah. pretty much protects, along with everything else that Denzel Washington's character does as yeah. the Equalizer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, John Goodman plays a detective. So the film is about it's about an invasion of the earth by extraterrestrials who are basically drilling the core and center all of the life-giving core and center of the earth out to take back to their planet. That's that's pretty much what it is. All these um Invasions of the um, of uh, aliens. Usually, the story is about that. It's set around that, and it's usually a metaphor to talk about how big corporations are fracking and causing earthquakes and causing people to uh, lose their land while perpetrating that times and. Economics have gotten better because of them being around. Usually what the metaphor is about in these films, and this is no different than this, okay? So this is what Captive State is about. It's about corporations which are in the form of alien invaders, which are pretty much draining out the life-giving blood of the earth. Did you know that the earth is on tectonic plates, like the different continents are on tectonic plates. And tectonic plates move and shift and bang into each other. So when there's an earthquake in California, it's because the fault lines, when they talk about fault lines, mm-hmm. they're talking about the tectonic plates that are out in the ocean hitting up against and going under the tectonic plates that are closer to the land, and that's what causes earthquakes and the tectonic plates go down into the molten lava in the earth, thus forming more earth because volcanoes happen. So it's a continuous thing. It's kind of like on your face, acne, and acne comes up and you bust it, and then it's constantly, and it forms new skin. Same thing. It's the same type of thing with the earth, okay? So when they're talking about drilling and going down to the earth and taking out the magma, Right. which is the life blood of the earth. And when that um, radioactive magma finally dries mm-hmm. and dies, that will be the end of the earth being able to populate trees, bees, human beings, animals, all that, because the earth will then die when that process no longer continues, Right. Also, they say that California is going to dip, it is going to split apart, dip, come back up, and part of it is going to float up to Seattle, right? right? So this is what the situation is when when the, it's just dividing the fault line. So at one time, the earth was together in Panagia. Yeah. And Panagia, as it splits apart, you may see a fossil in America, same fossil on, on the tip of Africa. And you say, okay, that's where the land masses move. So right. 
the tectonic plates are always constantly moving. Right. So this is what this story is about, and the and it's going around globally. This whole captive state. Yeah. These aliens have come from uh, all over the United States, all over the globe. They have taken over people, but this story is focused in Chicago, Illinois, and a group of people are there to try to stop the aliens in Chicago by uh, basically doing terrorism on those who are traitors to, uh, to America, basically who have gone along with the aliens to try to get along and also terrorist acts on the uh, aliens, which, which, which that's the premise of the film. And it really doesn't make any sense. Well, first let's say, well, Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, wait a minute. minute. He was also on the film. Okay, I'm telling the premise of the film first before we get to who's in the film. Oh, we, I mean, I I, I, I mentioned him because they're, they're the two most important people in the film. You know, Machine Gun Kelly is just an extra. We'll get to him. But so the the whole situation in the film is that, but it doesn't make sense because if you are aliens and you're all seeing and all encompassing, how can people do any type of terrorism where you would need the police force to be on your side Mm -hmm. to defeat? So right there, a little problematic yeah, well, on the reality. Good. No, no, wait. The let's go through, let's well, go I fell asleep. The movie was let's so boring for me, I fell asleep. Okay, okay. So this, this is what it is. It wasn't good. They kept you, they kept you and the main character, Gabriel, oh. blind to what was actually really happening, which is not good. Either the character is blind to it, but the people, either of the, or, or, but the audience is in on it, or the audience is blind to it, yeah. but the character is figuring things out, and he's telling you as he goes along, he's figuring out. Yeah. So that, that that's a mistake yeah. to me in the film. Yeah. And I noticed that when I put up Captive State, it got a lot more hits than when I put up Yardy, and really Yardy should have had more hits right. than Captive State. And I'm going to tell you that the film is convoluted, okay? It, it, it makes no sense. It gives you nope. the initiate. It, it starts out good. It gives you the initiating event, and it goes, but then yeah. it passes nine years, and then you're like. And I fell asleep. Then you're like, wait a minute. Why is this dude's face up on the, as a mural, and then the other Brother, the other, the younger brother is who's Gabriel is running with Machine Gun Kelly, right. and they're trying to take a boat to try right. to get away. But but they said trying to get away. Where are you going? Because the aliens are all around the planet. Where are you going in this little boat? Right. It, it just really didn't make any sense. Yeah. And then when you find out the end, when you find out what's happening in the end of the film. That means I mean, that I hate when they alter facts. Right. Uh, in the end, you're watching the film, and then it's all exposed to you all at once because Gabriel has a job. They are wiping the people's memories of their past by taking away their cell phone apparatuses. Yeah, but so, I mean, 
this this is this is nothing. This doesn't go into the plot. It's okay, not going to center. Good. It's just telling. It has you had to give people something. Okay, yeah, so so has a job where he goes in. He watches what's on the uh, SIM card or the or the mini mini uh, disc right. in the phones, and then he erases them and then he crushes them. Right. Which that doesn't make any sense because if the people are if their cell phones are taken away. Then what's the problem? Hey, Sabrina, thanks for uh, chiming in. So that's problematic. We're reviewing a captive state, so that's problematic. I feel captive. In that, that's that's one thing. That's one thing. So, second thing about the film is again. So, so the first thing is about them being terrorists, and how you gonna be terrorists when they're global? They just come get you. Two is about the uh, destroying people's memories. Three is they said that the economy was so good and there were people who just praised that the economy was so good, jobs were so good, but here's this this force of people who are just want to be antithetical. Hey, hello, how are you doing? Uh, they just want to be opposite of what is going on. It didn't make sense that way. Okay. So then you run into you see the aliens, right? right? And they come down. Yeah, too much going on. Too much going on in it. So you see the aliens come down there. The scene where the aliens come down, they don't have any protection or anything. So you yeah. see what they look like, right? There's some porcupine looking things. That's what we're gonna say right there. I mean, that's not a spoiler. They show that in the previews. That's nothing. Yeah. But anyway, so look. But later. You see them in armor, and you're like, "Well, wait a minute. Why are you in armor?" And but then, but yet you're defenseless without the. Arm. It just didn't. It didn't. None of it followed. It was like a whoever edited it. I don't know who edited it, but the, the edit wasn't good. And then the whole point was to keep you and the and the main protagonist in the dark until the, of what was actually happening at the end of the. So you get to the end of the film. And it's all about a Trojan horse right. and about the wear of Greeks uh, presenting a yeah. Trojan horse, letting a Trojan horse come in. The, the wear of Greeks bearing a Trojan horse. That's what it was about, and that's what the movie is about. I wanted to leave the theater and go see Yardy again. Let me tell you something. So the people in the – so like we said, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly was in it. He, he has a – Minor role yeah. in it. He's like a friend. Right. He shows up about maybe First seven. Right. He 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 lasts in a film total about seven, seven minutes. minutes. Yeah. Roughly. I mean, but the thing about it is, is that okay, Ashton Sanders, mm-hmm. right? So the reason we went to go see the film because they have him on the poster. Him, the poster, right? They, so we they make you think that it's a black him. film, but it's but it is not. They right. show you this, and then they go over there, and it's about. And mostly the people who are doing all the action again right. are all, the traditional. All white, right? But the, no continuity script crap. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it was. was. That's what it was. But like the actors, like Ashton Sanders and John Goodman and Machine Gun Kelly, Jonathan and, uh, Major, Jonathan, who plays his older brother. Right. He's the in, action is good, a, but it's right. just a horrible script. And like you said, Rose, no continuity. Script was crap, and I just it put me to sleep. But 
people were going, people were in the theater to see it. And I'm telling you, when people oh, they were stood up, they just walked out. There was no clap. It Nothing. Just really made no sense. You didn't get the, you didn't get the, you didn't get to see the MacGuffin. There was a MacGuffin in it, and you didn't see the payoff at the end of the film. And you're sitting up there like, like what? Like what's this? Like just, just total. It was just a total. You know, there are certain films that I say, other than the acting. Well, let's get on the acting real quick. For what they were given, yeah, the acting was great. It needed a refund, yeah. Ashton, Ashton, uh, wait, let me Ashton Ashton Sanders. Sanders, He is a great actor. Everything yeah. ever since he was a wee little boy, yeah. we've seen yeah. him grow up in the cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? In films and yeah. on and T V programs. Yeah. And he's just a consummate actor. Yeah. He does his thing. Yeah. Uh John Goodman playing opposite yeah. of a comedy type role. Yeah. If you've never seen the great uh Robowski, yeah. yeah, he play okay. he's in there. You have to see that. Uh he plays a great the role big, in that. The, the big, big Lembowski. Yeah, that's it. I'm not good with the Polish name. But anyway, look. Um, <laughs> so, great as far as the acting is concerned, what they yeah. were given, excellent. It was just so convoluted. Yeah. Convoluted. It didn't have the right pacing. That's what made people go to sleep in the theater. Yeah. It didn't have the right Rose, pacing. Okay, Rose said that's she said that's what I don't understand. How can the movie end yeah. up in big screen right, end up in big screen in the theater. Connections, Connections I guess. Well, exactly. Exactly. But I mean it was just something I don't know. It's something that uh it's hard it's just it's just hard to describe. See, I, I want to get it ended. But it's all about a Trojan horse, but I'm not going to give it because yeah. there will be people. We always tell people, don't take what we say. Go we're going we're gonna to tell you if what we say. You want, but go see it. it. Yeah. But most likely you're going to stand up and say, dang, can I get a refund on this one? Because yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense throughout the whole movie. And then at the end, when they give you the end, you say, oh, I can see it, but it doesn't redeem the first seventy five percent of the film. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. So acting for what they had, I'll give that a eight. We're always great to see Machine Gun Kelly yeah. in it because he's a Cleveland native and yeah. he and he destroyed Eminem yeah. last summer. The Eminem couldn't really didn't have a comeback for him, right? So uh, always good to see him in, in films. He's making his way up. He was in yeah. the other film about the Bird Box. Bird Box. You know, yeah. he 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 got it. Him and the girl got away. They even had a pseudo sex scene. You know, good to see him. Yeah. The storyline, the pacing, the film on it, even the filming, the um. Uh, the, the 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 filming on it was not uh-uh. post apocalyptic enough. Uh-huh. It was more like a drab, a drab fall day instead of being post apocalyptic. If you wanted to look cold, then you should have had it cold. 
looking, little blue, but they didn't have that. It was more like shot, regular, yeah. no touching, which that 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 was uh, problematic. I feel like they kind of just threw Ashton uh, Sanders in that role because of the success of Panther, and it's like, well, let's some black. Or, or yeah, yeah, or when they <laughs> cut it, <laughs> or when they cut it, when they finally did the final cut, they said, okay, let's make him poster because oh. he got second billing. Okay. To John so Good, Goodman. Goodman. So that, that was good. Chinese said, Javante has met Machine Gun Kelly and said he was very nice and very humble. Yeah, he is. He's a nice guy. He came yeah. to the store yeah, years ago when he was peddling his uh, yeah. uh, mix CD yeah. way back. And way when he was doing video work yeah, for when the, I did, the when charity I, football. Uh, yeah, yeah, he thing. was there. And, and he I, was real humble. And, and for the... What was that? The Ohio homecoming. I mean, yeah. When I first discovered that he yeah. had twenty thousand people in Mall C yeah. rocking to his music, Real down like to he earth. was already a signed artist. Yeah. Okay, so he is captive. definitely of the community, Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, so Captive State. What right. would you rate it? Captive State. You know, because like I said, the acting was great. Until, but the storyline, I started drifting off, and then that's when I fell asleep. So I would give it a four. Mm, you are kind. I'm giving it a one. I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know, he said D. I'm he not. Gives it a D. T minus. Uh, uh, I'm giving it a one. Okay, it's not. You know, you want to be entertained. Find Yardy in the movie theater Definitely. or get a group of people together around your 50-foot wide screen mm-hmm. uh, TV, 50 inch, not 50 foot. That would be shit. Anyway, 50 foot, the 50 inch wide screen TV, get an audience together and go on Amazon Prime and watch Yardy and you will not, and hopefully you got your surround sound right. signals so you can hear that club, hear the dance hall beat right. and you will Enjoy your deed. This is how you know that it wasn't promoted correctly, right. too. Because you know the reggae event that they have uh, every summer out here, right? And you know how it's all Should have had packed. the flyers passed and, and, out about right. your deed. And all, but see, there's a, a, a huge community of, like, diverse of people, of all people who love, like, reggae, reggae music. And right? love stories And they would have text that theater and love stories. You know, uh, a Jamaican it t- took place, it started off in Jamaica and then it moved from there to another country. It starts in 1973 right? when the young protagonist is just a wee boy, boy. who can chant lyrics. Right. And as he's running through the hills yes. of Jamaica. Visually beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well done, so, we didn't went back to yard. Yeah, we went back we to yard. We went back. But had they promoted it, that theater yeah. would have I been mean, it would packed. Pack. And he's right there chanting. So they show you roots, rock, reggae. Yep. Bob Marley influence, and, and then they the take you into day. the blackness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's in the club with the gunplay and the lyrics yeah. and stuff. But the protagonist yeah. has a message. It's not just and the storyline again. It's the through line about a uh, uh, holy, uh, I mean, uh, a righteous, right. or ratchet, right. or making your own path. And that, yeah. that's what the storyline is. Beautifully, you need like, to see this mixture music like uh, Isley Brothers, right? Yeah. Isaac Brothers, yeah, everything is in it. All types of well music, done. beautiful soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Idris outdid himself yeah, he did. in this piece. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
and we need some cultural appropriation so he can take over James Bond. Bond, 007, last 20 years, 007, as well as doing this other thing. But anyway, look. So I don't know how we got back to that because captive state was like, can can I get the time back? But we did have a nice what, new reclaiming experience. your time. Reclaiming my time. Sonny well, we, said she's going to see uh Yardy. Yeah, but see, the we had a nice new experience because it wasn't playing at the regular it's only in one theater in the whole city. Right. So we had the we, we had a new experience. And when you go into Crazy D film, dude, you see right. pictures from that experience. You yeah. know what I mean? Make, make sure that you follow Crazy D film, yeah. dude, on IG yeah. and also YouTube. Subscribe yeah. to the film review on yeah. YouTube on Crazy Dion right. channel, right? And because of the, I guess, limited release, if you don't locate it in the theater near you, definitely look for it on uh, Amazon Prime because at the end of the credits of Yardy, they did say um, Amazon Prime. Amazon so. Prime. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have a couple of films that we... Yeah, it might not damn. Might yeah, that's good. It might not be in the... Yeah. Amazon um, Prime. But there's a... Um, there's a film that we got to see. Now, we, we, we raved over Tyler Perry's last offering, which was a Medea family yeah, funeral. Which is hilarious. Hilarious. You have to see it. We talked about that. Go watch 50. We talk about it, right? right. We decided to go back. Power. And, 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 uh-huh. You said go watch 50. Was you talking about Power? Go watch number 50. Oh, the show. Okay. The film review. Okay. Right? We talked about Power. Okay, though, right, right, right. right. Okay, so um, we we decided to watch a right. film on demand called we're on, 50, huh? we're on 51. This is episode oh 51. God. Yes, that's right. We are moving along with the film review. Matter of fact, let's take a quick break real quick and say that you are watching uh, the film review. Let me yeah. find the right one. Yeah, you are watching. Yeah. Turn it. You are watching the film review with the husband and wife team. <laughs> Movies, music, culture, politics, and society yeah. as we're doing our thing. We're on episode 51 today, yeah. moving along and trucking. Listen, we decided to go on to demand and watch one called Acrimony, starring, uh, uh, you know her, you know her, yeah. Taraji P. Henson. That's right. She yeah. plays a woman, and then her co-star... Yeah, was a lyric bent, yeah. and you know him from various shows, but, but we know him from, from uh, Spike Lee. He's got to have, but also from Napoli oh, Ever after. after. He was also he's on Netflix. The, yeah, that's right. And he's yeah. the um, the beauty shop owner. Yeah. Who uh, whose daughter yeah. takes a liking to yeah. uh, Sanaya Lathan's character, yeah. right? Yeah. So you should definitely go watch that on uh, yeah. Netflix. Yep, that Netflix. Netflix. Yep, that's yeah, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. That's right. Napoli, Napoli ever, ever after, after. Right. Yep. Lyric Bennett, he's in it. That's uh, right. Napoli ever mm-hmm. after. And then, as well as in this in Acrimony, um, Crystal Stewart is in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Antonio Madison. He was also in the the film we talked about with um Hugh Jackman. I can't think of the name. Yeah, of the movie. yeah, yeah. Of uh, Big Top or Big Show. Or yeah, yeah, show or yeah. The best Big Show. I'm yeah. not good with those. I'm not good with those <laughs> Polish names. So, uh, 
uh, Antonio uh, Madison. He plays the younger version uh, of Lyric Benton in Acrimony. And then H.E. Anja, Alexis. Mm-hmm. She plays the younger uh, version of Taraji P. Henson. And you know her from the other movie we're going to talk about called Breaking Break in. in. Yeah, Breaking right, In, right. Gabrielle Union. Right, right, right. But anyway, Acrimony. So I have to give Tyler credit. As we were watching this film, I thought, oh, this film is going to possibly be an Oscar-worthy film. And we had to stop. We had to stop a couple of times and discuss this. <laughs> yeah. You know, as because it's about a married couple, and we had to stop and discuss what was happening in the film. So it's one of those type of things. So look, everything in this film is told through the eyes right. of um, of a. Uh, Taraji P. Henson's character, character, right? And she is under the belief that she has been hoodwinked, bamboozled. She was conned into being with this guy that she meets in college. All the way through until they get older. So look, what happens is Taraji P. Henson's character was a loss. Right. The person is there right. to be with the loss. Right. She has two sisters right. who are not liking him too much because he's from right. the wrong side oh, of the is, track. Uh, episode 51, I'm glad I get to watch this. So thank you. Thank you. So she she's from the, said, wow. she's <laughs> from the wrong side of the track. I mean, He's from the wrong side of the track, and they are kind of like Bougie Boulet, right? And, uh, well, really, they're not because they really, they really, uh, the father was a blue-collar worker, and the mother was a worker, too. They just had a certain lifestyle, so they're not really Boulet or whatever, but they put on the airs, right? So they didn't like him because he was on the other side of the tracks, right? Mm -hmm. So the relationship starts, and the... Taraji P. Henson was in college, but she chooses not to go to college anymore yeah. for some reason, right? And But she wants to help the guy that she's in love with, who yeah. later becomes her husband, right. to further his career. But he has a dream. Right. He has this invention right. that he's been trying to get off the ground, and he's been uh, going and sending, sending overtures to this company that has a lottery that they use to bring in new inventors, and he's been trying to get his invention seen to possibly get into the lottery. And what happens is there is a European-American female assistant to the boss who he constantly would send things in, and she was the block, and she never... Let yeah. his things get there. So, the, so this, when you when you study white supremacy, racism, you're taught that all relationships could be so much better, would be totally better if there was no white supremacy or racism. That's every one. That that's whatever race 
or category you want to say, you learn that life would be better if that did not exist, right? In the world. Right. So this woman just blocked this man's blessing, and it took another person to get in her place that looked like Kim Skankin that went back and watched all of because he was sending in videotapes. Years worth. Years worth of video, 18 years worth of videotapes and showing the progress of this invention. And as she watched it, she saw merit in it and pushed it and pushed it forward and got it in front of the boss's face. And that's all we're going to tell you about that. Now, like I said, this story is told through her eyes until person who comes in who gives him a shot, then then the story opens up and you find that he is not exactly what you thought. And all throughout the film I was looking at, I said he has a singular idea, 18 years, that's right, Shani, it is wild. It is wild, blocked by a racist assistant that could have pushed it through. And then as soon as they actually saw it and watched the tapes from themselves, they said, let's bring this guy right in. But that's that's all we're going to say about that yeah. right there, right? So you hear it through her point of view, right, because right? she's all in full acrimony at this point, right? You see it through her point, but then when you see he's really, and that's all I was saying through the whole film, he had a dream. He was singularly minded yeah. throughout the whole thing. It was no games. He, he wanted to get it done and yeah. missed cut their blessings for yeah. 18 years, yeah. and you have to see this film. That's yeah. what I'll say. It's and it's just, and, Good. and Taraji P. Henson, this is a different her character for her. Amazing. She, her character devolves yeah. into a psychosis. Yeah. Right? I, I was convinced. Right? And it had to do with not, with trying to Stay and hold appearances because yeah. of her sisters. Right. Right? Her two sisters. Yeah. And you know how they say misery love co- loves company? Yeah. You have to see this film. Yeah, her best yeah. friend was and, and was trying to help lead her. Right, right. Yeah. But she, she just didn't want to listen. She so didn't listen at to the, 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 the what, sisters. What messes up the Oscar is what happens at the end. Yeah. Right? It's something in there that happens that you say, hmm, that's not too believable. For those who are coming in, we're talking about Acrimony starring Taraji P. Henson, right? Uh, Another Tyler Perry uh, classic. It's a great film, though. You have to see it. You know, for me, uh, the acting great. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The reason why I thought that it was Oscar-worthy was the movement of the camera at the beginning of oh, the film. Oh, yeah. The movement okay. of telling, oh, look, look what we got here. Oh, okay. the movement, the movement of the camera. While I thought it was Oscar worthy, the movement of the camera, right. the way that he told the story of where the story is being told right. through visuals, right. beautifully done. I said, yeah. who is his cinematographer? Yeah. Beautifully done. It was set up so beautifully. Yeah. And then something that's unbelievable at the end happens, and it kind of takes it, you know, away. And he says, Tyler yeah. makes great uh, movies, movies outside of Medea. But the last one is, is, oh, my gosh, it's hilarious. 
and hilarious and, and drama set in it. Yeah. Excellent. But anyway, so other than that, so uh, we went through, you have to see the film. Yeah. I give it because of the end, I give it a nine. Yeah. What would you give it? I would give it a, what you saying, a nine. I give it a nine. Because of the ending. Yeah. I don't know. It was good. I would give it a, uh, 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 yeah, I'd give it an eight, which is still good. Right. It yeah. was just that. Yeah. So that, that's that. The last one we're going to talk about yeah. is Breaking In. Yep. If you haven't seen that, that stars uh, Gabrielle Union uh-huh. and again, H. E. Anna Alexis, who's in Acrimony. Uh-huh. But she, um, this time she played plays her Gabrielle daughter. Union's daughter, uh-huh. along with uh, Seth Carr, who plays her son, mm-hmm. and Billy Burke, he plays the villain. That's right. So this is about uh, a woman who is pretty much estranged from her father because she wanted to lead a lifestyle that she had. She was too, It was too stuffy, probably kind of boulet-ish because he's a rich man. Right. But she, she had wanted, a stable of horses. She, she, yeah, she had a stable of horses. It was kind of boulet uh, bourgeoisie, yeah. and, but she wanted to move away from that. And so right. something happens to the father, right. and she comes to close out the estate, right. sell the estate. Right. And she's coming there for that weekend to do it. Right. And her kids say, you lived here? Oh, right. And we lived there? Yeah, right. And what's, what's, going on? what's going on with this picture? Right. And so um, she comes and unwitt- unwittingly right. she is drawn into a situation where yeah. they are um, certain people there who are looking for something. Right. And so her and her family are drawn into that. And you've seen that in the previews mm-hmm. and she takes the chair and tries yeah. to break through the window because they're on the inside and yeah. she's on the outside. Yeah. And that's why they broke in. Yeah. But now that they're on the inside right. with her kids, now she's trying to break in. Right. And that's the, the premise of the film. Yeah. Uh, strong yeah. female lead. Yeah. Uh, do not mess with uh, Bear and her right. cubs. Yeah. Because the bear will come and yeah. scratch your eyes. And out. again, Gabrielle Union, come on, her acting is she also brings superb. It. Everyone there, the acting yeah, is believable. Yeah, the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you felt like those were really her kids. Little boy. Mm-hmm. It's convincing. Yeah, they, they did great matches yeah, they on look, what yeah, off, matching off the children. Friends. Yeah, because they look like they yeah. could have been her kids. Yeah. So I have to give this, this film, it doesn't let you down. Right. And I give it, I give it, um, I'll give it a nine. Yeah. I give it a nine. What would you give it? I would give it um, I would give it an eight also. Mm-hmm. Like Acrimony, we were both good. Yeah, they're both good. Um, so see these films. We yeah. we've talked. We've been robust. We talked about everything. We yeah. talked about movies, music, yeah. politics. Society, and uh, now we're getting ready to move go see on to another day. Make sure you see Yardy you tell people. people about it. Go check out the trailer. So this has been another okay. and society with a husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy, and we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society on the film review. Okay. We'll see you next Sunday at 5:30 p.m.
Thank you. What is she doing? Hey, she did a great job. Hey. Oh, okay, Miss Steele. Okay. Yeah, it's got to finish up. Yeah. You start? Not- Did you start? I thought, no, I said I'm so tired. I never talked to you. No. 806. We have talked three hours before. Yeah. That was actually two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, that's still a Oh, this is uh, the Rock thing documentary, right? Finding Justice. He said I'm good. Stand with black women. What about black men? See, I'm about to turn to the housewives. Listen, repeat. You okay with that? Just go ahead. They stand by black men. Women. What about? How about both? Right. Stand by both. Look here, Harl. 